Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice 8 Productions. Hello everyone, welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 80, some faction action. I am your host, Ed Horn, and alongside me tonight, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. How are you doing, Chris? Oh, good. Thanks, Ed. So you're doing all the work today. So those of you that are tuning this on the audio recording side, this one was done live on Twitch right now. So Chris is super hectic right now. He's pulling his hair out as he's trying to manage social media and Twitch. And oh, by the way, produce our show. So I just want to say thank you at the top. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> of course, my friend Sean Dorsey. Sean, how are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you guys doing? I checked to make sure I wasn't muted there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's live. We do the audio version of this. It's all going to get edited out. But the people that are watching on Twitch, if that does happen tonight, you're going to get all the bumps and burps and all the other fun stuff that happens behind the scenes. So. Anyway, so tonight we've got a couple of things we want to go over. Uh, of course, there's a brand new ship. You know, X-Wing's still kind of a thing. The squid, the space squid has been released. It's been seen in the wild. So we're going to kind of go over that a little bit just really briefly. Uh, main topic for the show. Uh, Chris had an interesting topic he wanted to go over, which were some of the faction-based cards uh, in X-Wing. And if they uh, they do or do not give the correct feel for the faction. So that should be an interesting discussion. But, of course, our most favorite subject to cop over, and that is going to be our flight deck, stuff we've been doing. And, oh, boy, can I not wait for this one. So I'm going to wait to the end. I'm going to talk to Sean. Sean, what have you been doing lately? Um, I think last weekend we did some Inquisitor Martyr. And um, we still plan to do that tomorrow. So if you still want to watch, we'll be doing that tomorrow night. <laughs> Yeah, and the you, other... If you're watching live, you'll be able to watch it tomorrow, because yeah. that, that's a relevant statement now. It is. It is a relative statement now. So then, uh, while Chris was, well, what stream was it? It was your painting stream yeah. last Sunday. Yeah, Chris is actually got all of my my flamers, whatever they are, the Hellblazers, all. Uh, Those guys got plasma rifles, man. Yeah, these guys <laughs> all came off the sprues. So I have ten of them in these little cups. So trying to keep everything sorted so that as I do it, it'll be done. Other than that, I'm still in preparation for some uh, things going on in my life. So I had to uh, focus almost all my time on that this week. I haven't really done much but work and then work on the stuff that's happening next Friday around the house. So not much as far as my gameplay goes, but actually that'll probably start to pick up again after next week. So should be good. Um, hopefully my son and I will start getting in a few games at least of some 40k and i was I, super curious if you guys have gotten like some dice out yet try yeah no it's it's mostly it's time on both of our sides um and then of course me only having six figures put together so far out of you know a billion so yeah that's our that's our next yeah. step but welcome to the addiction to crack, uh, plastic crack yep and then i'm picking up dominion tomorrow so that'll be in the box tucked away oh and i'm working on my painting station this weekend so it'll Ooh. become my actual assembly it's to the right of me and i'm not going to show it right now because it's a disgusting mess but it'll be it'll have a space where i can set up my uh, airbrush ventilation so and when i get everything up here i'll actually either post pictures or something for the world to see, but I built out of a tote, a 
an airbrush system. So it has a fan, a filter, a fan, so it can actually suck all the particulates out of the space. And then I found an old cake lazy Susan down in our basement, and um, I have that so I can... That's a good idea. ...move the models around. But, and there's more, I bought... I bought another smaller, it's about like that big, Lazy Susan. That'll go on top of the Lazy Susan. So I have full 360 true rotation wherever I'm at. So if you're painting if you're painting at the front, so you have the Lazy Susan circle and you're painting, you're blowing the airbrush paint into here. Well, if you have a dual, if you have dual rotation Lazy Susans, your model will actually never move. It'll... You can get it to any side you want it to be on. You don't have to touch it. You can actually do everything 360 Ooh. on it, true 360, without actually having to reach inside the box. That's and interesting. So once I get it set up, I'll, I'll, you know, I don't stream, so I won't do a stream on it. Uh, but I'll take pictures of it, and when we're live, I'll pull the camera I'm using over to that, and or as close to it as I can get. I also put a light in. It's a, it's a light that. Uh, you know, it's auto or it's a shut off light where you run your hand under it shuts off mm-hmm. and on. But it's, you know, when you're painting and everything, it won't that won't be affected. But so it has an LED light strip that's in there, too. So you have good lighting. You have, you know, and really, I'm just going to use that for base coating or priming, you know. Most, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Things. Um, you know, but if there's stuff that, you know. I actually have two airbrushes. I have a Grex, and I don't know which one it is because um, I don't have the box up here anymore. But I have a Grex airbrush, and then I have a Soter or Salter Soter. It's the 50-50 fine brush, so I can do fine details. So when I'm doing bigger models like vehicles and stuff, I can do more fine airbrush stuff on it. So like edge highlighting and stuff like that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah and I bought the just... new compre- that's a skill a, I never picked up was airbrushing. It's maybe one of those things as I'm getting older, maybe I should give it a shot. I've I've always been a brush painter. I've Legitimately, it's always rattle can primer and then brush paint from that point forward. I think that that's the way that most of the stuff will still get done. You know, 40K, you're still going to buy the McCrag can, but I can actually do that inside that, you know, instead mm-hmm. of having to go outside. I can do it in a conditioned space because the fan I bought, it's a computer fan. You know, it's a 120 volt, big, yeah. big ass fan that it's like 450 or 550 CFMs that it'll pull through that, that filter. So, and then I can, I have also have a second box that I built for it. It's another tote that I have an air purifier. So if it's like raining outside and I don't want the window open or anything like that, I can actually still do it because it'll there's a hose that connects the two that come together and then it's basically you're blowing it into an air purifier box and hmm, interesting. so you don't get the particulate and and you would have enough movement in it where you wouldn't get the particulates anyway they would get trapped in the hose you know that's going between that's the really two. Cool. So I'm yeah, like- so, so it's actually a pretty neat system. I built it a couple few many years ago. Um, and then I've never used it, so it'll be cool to actually be able to use it and you know see if it actually works and, and does it. But with the new air compressor, I bought the new Grex air compressor that once it hits pressure, it shuts off. You know, yeah. it's not like the the other one I have is 
I'm not sure if it's who made it, um, but it's, you know, four airbrushes, but it never shuts off and it's so loud. So yeah. the Grex is so quiet. It's so nice. And, and it's, you can fine tune your, your airflow with that. So I'm pretty excited to start that. So the one good thing is, is that once all of my stuff on my house is done, it'll literally just be, you know, fix, fix the other part of this room up so that I can start painting. I bought the, a light similar to what Chris has with the magnifying thing in it. The ring lights um, and all that stuff. Yeah, the ring yeah. lights. So I got that. And my son actually bought a table so that it's a like an artsy-fartsy table, the type that can tilt. But it's he bought that, the same ring light I did. But his table is real cool because it comes with drawers so he can put paint all his paints and stuff in it and put everything away and... So jealous. So jealous of people that have the ability to have a room that they can just set stuff up in permanently and it's never going to get knocked over by a kid or the dog's not going to knock it over. Yeah. Like I've I've got my little, I don't know if you can see it on camera. I've got my little travel toolbox back there that's got everything. (laughs) Paints, brushes, hobbing tools, glues, everything's in there. The upside right. to that, well, and I'll tell you, that, like, I'm getting ready to go on vacation, and I, like, I've got a challenge I've got to meet here in two weeks. I can just toss that in the trunk with some models I'm going to take with me on vacation, and I can paint while I'm on vacation. I can just, it's portable. I can just gone. Yep. Yep. There is that upside. Well, and that's the thing about you know, if you have space to do it, it's great. If you don't, you just figure out how to do it and do it. You know, that's the hard part is doing it. That's the key yes. piece. That's actually where I like to watch Chris's streams where, you know, he shows the thing that baffles me because I'm never, I've only painted models once. I painted them. My friend Matt got a back way back when it was a Warhammer um, fantasy box set and it was the humans with the knights and then. Bretonians he, and Wizardmen, I believe that was the yeah, first it was edition Br- box yeah. set. Yeah. Bretonians and Wizardmen. So that's. So I took and I painted all my archers, which looked like crap because I was using testers model paint, you know, the paint for cars and crap like that. And that's where I started. That's I, I did a lot of those. I did a lot of the model cars when I was a kid, like that, yeah. and like the like the aircraft. Like I remember doing like uh, the Tomcat from the the oh, is it the it's at the F fifteen that was in Top Gun? F fourteen. F fourteen. Thank you. I was going to say, because I know Chris, I, re- I realized it was, you know, a different Air Force, but Chris was going to like rip me apart for not knowing that air. But I built that one, but you did it with the oil-based testers ones. And oh God, wow. was that a totally different experience going over to acrylics. Well, and the other thing is, is you don't, if you don't have somebody to teach you, you never really knew about priming. Oh yeah, no, I painted right on gray plastic. You just, yep, 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 and, and that's, yep the, absolutely. that's the whole so that's what I did with my my Bretonian models. I was eight. Models. Chris, don't laugh at me. I was eight. That, my story <laughs> is more tragic. It's fine. I, I was in the twenties when I was doing mine on because I had done a couple airplanes. I did an F one hundred four back when I was a kid, and you know, bought the 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 camouflage paints and tried to follow the pattern, which I sucked at and stuff. <laughs> but never primed it, of course. So. You end up running out of paint before you ever complete what you're trying to do. Oh, yeah, because the bottles are that big. Yeah, you well, know, I... and, and the layers you have to put on, you know, when you're doing it. Because you don't, you it? don't you, well, you don't understand base coating, you know. So it would have been a hell of a lot easier if I would have just base coated it olive green. You so know? It, and I know that, the others. I know that in my garage right now, I, one of the, 
one of the things I was challenging myself to do one year that I never ge- genuinely got around to doing, I bought, because it's been so long since I built a model car. I have my dream car sitting in the garage, the 67 GT500 uh, Shelby Mustang. And I always wanted to build one, but because I'm a much better painter now than I was when I was a kid, I was always kind of curious. Like if I took the skills that I've learned painting miniatures to that arena, could I do a better job? Could I make it look as good or better than the box? Probably. Well, it, it, I, probably, but it, it all depends on, you know, if you're going to brush paint it, no, because brush painting on a big car on that big body would be pretty, you know, because you would see, unless you're perfect at getting everything even. That's where sable brushes come in, my friend. Fewer brush Yeah, yeah the big, yeah, you know, that's the thing. I, this is giving me that grin, like, man, it's still going to see him on those big wide straightaways that you're going to have down the body. But I could, I could rattle can that too with the color if I wanted to. I was well, thinking more like... Today, well, today, you know, you can do it because you have better technology when it comes to models. You know, number one, the models are better. You know, they're they're much more finite detail, much more pristine. Like when I was a kid, I used to get model cars and put them together. And I remember the the one I had the most fun with was the the Pacer X. Do you remember the Pacer car? Oh, I do. And it had the big bubble window in the back. And I ended up having more glue on the window than on on the actual window surface than on the parts to attach it. Just because that tester's model glue was such shit. The orange smelling Mm -hmm. glue that, you know, it came out so, and you don't understand, you know, using toothpicks or, you know, other, other items to spread glue back. Then. Oh, I made worse mistakes. I, I used to glue oh, those yeah. things down. With, I would, I used to glue those things down with super glue. And what you don't recognize is those, those clear plastic canopy pieces or the glass, the, 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 the I want to say not the the fumes that come off of the super oh, glue yeah. as it's drying can adhere to the paint, and then you get like this this misting sign, like this frosting that goes over the glass that never comes off because right. it basically melts the plastic while it's doing it. It's, yeah. yeah, I have so many airplanes I did when I was a kid that have like just the frosted canopy around the edges. Yeah, what what I'm thinking about doing is after building all this and getting everything painted and you know, other stuff. Cause I have Legion stuff here. Um, I know that I have some Legion stuff in Canada that will end up being painted for me. And, but I, I, I have some other, well, I have some other Legion stuff that I'll paint here. Cause I bought the, the second corset, the, the, the one that came out, you know, later, not the one that you have, Chris, but the other one, the one that um, brought yeah. the, uh, droid army in. Yeah. And... The droid army and the, whatever they are. Anyway. Oh, the, the clones in you know so i have that sitting in the clones yeah i just did it so that you know we would have my son and i would have enough just to play you know Mm -hmm. if you just want to throw models down and play some star wars games you know you can do it i'm not looking to go out and buy tons of stuff because it seems like every time i do it it just somehow gets ruined so this is stuff i'm going to do to take care of but after I get all those done, my goal is to start doing model airplanes. With the airbrush, I'll be able to do, because I actually have a ton of airbrush stuff. No joke. I have, when I was at, um, when I was at Nova, I bought a ton of stuff there. And then when I was at Chicago, what's the one, Adepticon, I bought a bunch more stuff. That's all like airbrush primer, airbrush paint, you know. All that stuff. So I'm like, literally for years, I've been ready to air, you know, go with the airbrush and of course haven't done it yet, but that's the goal is to, you know, use the airbrush heavily when I do stuff. So doing planes will be nice because what I'll do is I'll, 
cut out patterns out of cardboard for if I'm doing, uh, you know, any type of camouflage paints. So I'll cut the paint, the, the, all the, cause I learned this is you cut all the camouflage out of cardboard tape that the, can that. I, can I, can I give you another piece of advice for this one for camo? Yeah. Blue tack. What's blue tack? Blue tack is that, uh, yeah, it's that, poster oh. set. it's a, so what you can do if you're going to pick camo, you go with your first color. I did. I literally just did this with uh, a mo- a model for the the sky sky pad landing shield for the for the Imperium for 40k. But you take blue tack o- over it. You just stick it down into those patterns that you want, and it forms a better seal than cardboard does. Well, this it- well this year, what what it does is you actually put so it's two sides in your laminating the cardboard and then he Ooh. didn't use he didn't use blue tack he used another thing on it to where it does the same thing like what you're talking about. yeah we'll put that re- um vallejo makes an actual um uh brush Template. like cover thing so yeah uh, you paint it on and it, it, have you seen that though the like face scrub mask things and it dries yeah and, and, they, off. Just, and they peel you, it off so you, yeah you paint it on it's like a, a upvc plastic kind of thing and then you can just peel it off peel it right off yeah, yeah i've used that for doing uh, transparent effects on stuff when you get like spell effects on dnd miniatures i'll oh, paint that on before i prime it that's a good idea go from there. gotcha yeah so that's you know the 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 type of stuff that in the future i'll do i i have so much stuff that i've bought that i just like tucked away in corners and <laughs> i'm now finding stuff like just stuff that i've bought i bought a a kit it was a full kit like has the a little you know the the cutting pad and stuff for you know to put on top of your desk and it had it's actually a nail salon kit but it has like uh the files but it has like super fine polishing files so yeah when you're trying to do the really fine polishing stuff um you know when you're when you're sanding and i'm not real i don't care about sprue marks and crap like that truthfully I'm not that kind of guy where I'm going to worry about every every minute detail, you know. But no judgment in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Mold lines always stand out to me in every model I ever see painted. I always want to be like, <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I get that, you know. But for me, it's like, but I have the tools now, you know. So yeah. I have the ability to sand off those without just tearing the crap out of it, you know, which is what I do normally. Oh, I have like the. What I have like now the, is the, the metal files. You yep, know, I, have I have all these. Tools. I have a good, I have a good sense of those too. What you kills know, me have, now is the way that they make the models now is where they put the molds together. Like usually that freaking mold lines like in the middle of the Aquila Eagle on the arm or it's down the chest or it's something, some weird place. Like before that used to make logical sense where they put the mold lines on. Oh, it's down the legs. Run a, run your razor blade backwards across it. Boom. It's all cleared off. It's not, you don't get the straight right. lines and nice rounded, but now you have to kind of get in between the little gaps to get all of them. It's such a pain in the ass. Well, and, and that was the other thing. Cause I, you know, I'm looking at tools, you know, so, you know, like tools to be able to spread the green stuff on the gaps and things you like all, that. You got all the good toys. Look at that. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because I mean, one, one thing that helps is I'm a single guy. <laughs> I have a per- decent living, you know, it's, I can do a lot of things that some people can't and, you know, so I can, you know, I can spend the eight bucks to get the tool kits and, you know, to sometimes make sure it's that... just knowing that you need to get that kind of stuff. Like most people yeah. don't like, that's one of the, all right. So my two pet peeves for models, mold lines being one of them, model gaps are the other. It's because yeah. you're, you have 
part A and part B that are supposed to squeeze together. And if you don't squeeze them together, there's a gap in between. And that always, always drives me nuts whenever I see that. I'm like, you, you, just a little bit of green stuff. Just a little bit of green stuff. Fit right in there. Paint right over it. It'd be great. Like, why? You know, buying the, this is a lazy Susan that I was talking That's about. an idea this I'm going to steal from you. I've never thought of the, it. So I actually have a bigger lazy Susan. It's actually for cakes. And then this one spins. This one all set on butt. And there's more. I bought this one, Wait, which I didn't even realize. More. I didn't even realize I had bought this one, which is another type that's higher up. So this is this is one that can spin, and I can set this plate on it, and it's magnetized so that I can hold oh, things up. That's you know, beautiful. I, that is I a can good sit setup. there and hold things up. So now, not only not only can I paint one way, but I can also spin this too to be able to paint three six. So. so we do have a live studio audience. I do want to shout out to Giant Space Hamster. I agree 100% undrilled gun barrels. I forgot about that one. I stand corrected. You are correct. That is so the third one that will drive me nuts. If you don't no, drill out your barrels. You, you've got to see my response, Serge. I What's even worse, see. an undrilled barrel or a drilled barrel that's off center? Off center. Off center. I agree. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. The off centered ones are worse. <laughs> So you're talking about actually going in and drilling out the gun? the gun, correct? Huh? So what, there's a there's an Are you easy guys technique. Freaking high! I mean, so like... The real play, Sean, is oh. that if you if you look at the bolt rifles, so you've got to drill down the center of a bolt rifle, but then you've got the exhaust parts on the side of a bolt rifle. So, the other way so you need to drill through. Yep. Ain't happening with this boy. <laughs> I don't Sorry, have but... that. De- I don't have that dexterity. Do you want to know what the real play is, Sean? The real yeah. play is that you actually just make sure you paint the center of the gun barrel black. Black. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly just what Just put I a black dot do. on the center of a gun and barrel. And I was going to do a little black, you know, like edging, you know, like around the tip. You know, like yeah. it's blowing out and, you know, little that. Just, little just the tip. Yeah, just the tip. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are no way in hell I'm drilling that out. My hands would die doing that. All right. So for those who don't know how to do it, there's a two-step process for doing this. You get a you get a pin, and you need to get as close to the center oh. as possible for the drill to to start it. And then you need one of those pin vices to drill the hole. Now you need the correct drill bit to do it. If you go too big, you're going to actually drill the barrel of the gun completely out, which you don't want to do. So you need a small enough drill bit to be able to drill that, and then to be able to get through, like like Chris said, to get the exhaust barrels through too. So that that's the pro move. Do you want me right to there. really trigger you all now? I want you oh, to picture a storm bolter. Mm-hmm. Where one of them's off center down and the other one's off center up. I'd oh. cry. I would throw that model away and I'd go in a new one. Like that. that... <laughs> but yes, yes. Games so, Workshop loves you, Ed. See, Thanks you for the 17th box of Terminators you've bought this week. See, yep. And I even have the vice. See, that's. All right, maybe that's just me being old fashioned. I, and I love when I see people that do that. Like, I genuinely, every time I see someone that has something like that, I'm like, why don't I own that? Like, it's not, they're not that expensive. I should go out and get one of those. Like, I legitimately made fun of the GW hold your model vice grippy kind of thing until yep. I've seen people use it. And I'm like, you know, I need to, I'm so sad that I didn't buy more of, I was talking about it on the stream today. I bought a, um, two of the normal size ones that Sean's got without the arms, where mm-hmm. it's like the um, hexagonal just, shaped one. Yep, yep. And I was going to buy more, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off, and then they've re-released it, but it just looks like a butt plug now, and I can't. I just can't. <laughs> so, Every time um, I look at it, I'm like... <laughs> so today I just got the large base handle. 
So that just came in today. Yeah. yeah. So now I, I think have to I'm going to break that and get one of those legitimately. <laughs> well, ultimately for me, it helps because, uh, you know, my hand problems and gripping and stuff, it really will help being able to do that. And, you know, it's like I'm looking to, so my desk is here. So a little behind the curtain stuff, but, you know, I still have, you know, <laughs> my, my figures in, in blisters. I have, what is this guy? Uriel Ventus. I am so yeah, so I have those he's, boxes. He's crossed the Pomeranian but divide, and he's now yeah. stronger and faster than ever. Out in my living room, I have, uh, I have, I call him Robert Goulet, but the big Robert guy, Robert Gouleman. Yep, I have him out there. So, like I said, I find stuff all the time where it's just piecemeal in my house because I move stuff around so much that. You know, well, in my basement, in my basement, I, you know, I cleaned out my basement in near 2000 points of space Marines fell out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one thing I need to get. Oh, and I have pipettes. So if I want to pull paint out, so yeah. I don't really need the bottle, the bottle tops that Chris has. I found my 1000 pipettes that I bought like three years ago. I don't know. So I, again, we might be sh sharing information that people may not have seen on Chris's stream, but Chris has these toppers that go over top, directly over top of uh, GW paints. To me, they look like the top of Do a soda doctor bottle. Like table top. Um, yeah. Drop yeah. toppers. Yeah. So if you think of like your typical Coke, Pepsi, whatever beverage you drink, like the two liter bottles, how they taper to the top and they have a little screw top on the top, they have these caps that go over top of those because there's there's a huge one of the major problems with games workshop uh paint pots not the paints themselves but the paint pots is that the they don't seal for shit mm -hmm. so you end up spending top dollar for some of the most expensive model paint that if you put into your box or put on your shelf over time it just dries it out and then you open it up and you're looking at just pure pigment like all the water is evaporated out of them right so there are there's a huge community of people that go ahead and takes all takes all of that paint and then pours it into like a Vallejo style bottle dropper. So you can just tip it over, put it onto your paint palette, put it onto your wet palette so that it preserves the paint better. And then I saw Chris using those and I'm like, that's phenomenal. You just put them right over top of a GW paint and I don't have to do any transfer. None of that stuff. So Joe's off. So Joe's working this weekend. So I won't have time to do any more prep before, like, because we're going to be streaming tomorrow. Gonna be doing a paint stream on Sunday again, so I won't have time to do prep work. But I plan on getting all of like the um, the Discord bot, uh, not Discord, the stream uh, Twitch bots and everything set up. So once that's done, I will do a giveaway for some of them. So probably not the painting stream on Sunday, but maybe painting stream next week. We'll start doing giveaways for it, so it should be fun. Yeah, totally not sponsored, but I highly mm -hmm. recommend those. Like, I'm genuinely like, I'm gonna go when I get back from vacation. I'm ordering some of those because that that's phenomenal. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna order some from the Sentry box so that when Chris is ready to send my stuff, they'll come with it. <laughs> yeah. So I did post um, in our uh, Discord uh, podcast crap. I posted a link to my Uriel Ventress. Oh, I missed it. Let's go. To... Oh wait, I think I've seen that model. Yeah, yeah. It's just for Sean because he just bought it. So I mean, I can bring yeah. it up because of the magic of the internet. I think this will work. Look at that. There that's you go. awesome. Yeah. So did such... That's my Instagram, and you can see the, uh, the Uriel Ventress. No. Yeah, he's, mine he's will what? be nowhere. Mine will be nowhere near as good as that. But that is cool. And and I do like, model, please take really note cool. that the gun barrel is drilled out in that. Photo. I was just, just going <laughs> to say. So, did you just drill the tip out, or you, do you drill the? Hole it might out? come like that, Sean. If I'm being honest, I can't really? Oh, really? Yeah, it might be. It might. It might not. 
It, I mean, that looks pretty on center for me, so it probably came like that. Uh, hard to say. I, I would have to open it, which means I'd have to start putting, pulling it off the sprue, and I don't want to do that. Yep. Yet, once so. you start, once you start. Yep. Yeah. So to sum up my my what should have been a three minute flight deck turns into a 30 minute flight deck it's uh i could i was just watching ed get more and more flustered i'm typing away interacting with chat and he's like oh what's going on i want to be involved in this should i I acknowledge a chat i don't know what to do we've not done this before well true yeah true transparency this and being our first quote-unquote live show like i wasn't sure how much i was going to be paying attention to that but i just glanced over and saw a giant space hamster's comment and like yes yes i totally forgot about that Yeah. All right. So, so really quick, you know, lack of focus is literally a lack of focus. So, yeah, yeah. There, it's there's an X Wing podcast. It's always it was always an X Wing podcast. It says it in the corner up there. Yep, it's an X Wing podcast. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> all right, all right so I'm, Chris, I'm going on mute now, guys. Go, well, I don't know about mute, but all right, Chris, how about you? What have you been doing lately? I mean, aside from streaming, like you finally you you fulfilled one of your goals and decided to sit down and start doing a painting stream, one that I have enjoyed as I'm folding my laundry, like <laughs> sitting down yeah. and watching Chris paint, and everyone gets to sit in and jump in and chat with Chris, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, I might have to do that sometime. <laughs> so, um, I, I I think I mentioned it on the last show, and I've been uh. It's been something I've been meaning to do effectively since I started Dice which must have been five years ago now, something like that. I, don't know, I, feel, and, like that pre- I feel like that predates Nova, doesn't it? Um, like the it old doesn't show. Predate our... it. We were still doing Nova when I started doing right, Dice right. Yeah, that's content. kind of what I meant. Maybe that's what yeah. I meant. Like we were, it predates. It predates Wacker death... Focus, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, it predates the death of that show in the beginning of this one. Yeah. And I, I meant it. The only time I used Twitch was when I was doing events and live streaming any events. But now I just hadn't touched it because I was like, I'm not going to do it unless I can dedicate time to doing it properly, which Mm -hmm. means I need three streams a week. If I'm not going to do three streams a week, is it worth streaming at all? And then I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Put it off because like, what if I do it and I'm just bad? And then I I can give you constructive criticism. I've watched a lot of painting streams. Yours is not bad. Uh, it's, it's not. not. It's more that like I don't know why I was worried about being bad because uh, I think it was definitely the Indominus box on the on the Dice YouTube channel. I have a not in not um a not Dominion a not Dominion <laughs> unboxing video <laughs> or a video that is not a Dominion unboxing because I, I had it. And I got it early from the store. And I was like, okay, I've got to make some content. I've got to make some content. I have to do it. And I just put it off for like a week. And then it's like, I just had that epiphany of like, wait a minute. I didn't make any of this to get like famous and be good at doing it. I did it because I thought it would be fun. And I'm not enjoying the stress and pressure I'm putting on myself. So it's like, you know, I'm just going to open it. And then it's done. Then I can't unbox it because it's unboxed already. And uh, it, that entire just... Like flip the switch, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. Because yep. I said today, I was pretty uh, stressed this morning because I had I had grand plans today. I was gonna take Evie to daycare, then I was gonna drive into town, go to a gym, do a bunch of stuff. Um, look at funny tangent stories. So you see the green bottle in the background there. I do. That's some vitamins because you know I'm getting old now, as we discussed on the last episode. 
<laughs> getting old now, so I take my vitamins. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm surprisingly yeah. brown today. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'm, so, I'm. No grey patches anymore on the beard. It's like magic. Mm, magic happened, and then I don't have a grey beard anymore. I can't describe what happened. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Don't watch this video and compare it to the last video. But the last video did <laughs> not, not have a, a basis of comparison. Yeah. Um, but on said video, I was talking about doing vitamins. So I ordered um, them off Amazon because I can't, every time, like, for Walmart in Cochrane, it's terrible. I should know I used to work there. It's terrible. So I, I was going to do that, like, subscribe and save on Amazon. I clicked through and they arrived and had ordered over 50, like, male over 50 vitamins. Ooh. I was like, you know what? It probably doesn't really matter. It's all the same crap. But it's I can't. A... I can't. I'm not. I'm not taking over fifty vitamins. <laughs> so I'm going to return. A fundamental them. problem. Like, nope, not happening. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I thought they meant there were. I was going to return in the bottle. No, <laughs> it's like there's, there's sixty. I think there's ninety in that bottle for males <laughs> over the age of fifty. Well, that's over fifty in the bottle, then, right? Yeah. <laughs> but my. So I was going to return them today, and then we've had thunderstorms um, yesterday and today and tomorrow, as well as being, and I was like, yeah, cool, we're going to have thunder, it'll cool down and rain. No, it's just humid now. Yeah. It's now damned hot, and I'm sweaty. Welcome welcome, welcome to Nebraska, because yeah. that is literally our entire summer. It's just hot and humid, but and I you just die. The reason I got up a minute ago was to let the dogs upstairs because they've been hiding in the basement since last night. Is it thunderstorms? Yeah, but yeah. Like, they woke me up. I've been sleeping in the basement. You can't really make it out in the shot, but the sofa is now a bed, and I've just I been sleeping down yeah. here. Yeah, you can see uh, that. So you guys get a different camera. So I can do this, and everyone else can still see. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Two Ooh. cats. Black magic. Chris, um, Chris is that's the professional. professional. Yeah. The, the consummate so, professional. Yeah. So full, uh, full disclosure, that's one of the reasons why we... So our our house, the way that it's set up, it was a three-bedroom house at first. They finished the basement. And one of the things they did was put a large bedroom downstairs, which my wife and I took. I took that full disclosure for summer because cold air sinks and my room is one of the coolest rooms in the house. So I am, one, I am definitely one of those classic, the room is cold and I've got a nice really thick blanket over top of me. Kind of thing. That's the yeah. only way I can sleep. But like, so the dog, I could see it flashing th through a basement window and in the thunder. Yeah. So it, that kept the dogs awake, which, and they kept me awake. So I woke up this morning and I was like, just screw all of it. I'm not doing any of it. So of it. then I was like, things. then I, I got the car keys and put my shoes on after dropping Evie off and everything. And I was going to just drive into town and just get a McDonald's breakfast. I was like, you know what, Chris? If you're not going to go to a gym, you're not driving into town to get a McDonald's, you absolute moron. I want a cretin. <laughs> so I, I was—I mean, that I still made myself a sausage butty, you know, so I was still terrible. But at least I didn't drive to McDonald's and pay them for the privilege. <laughs> pay them for the privilege of clogging my arteries. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, then, so I just sat around, watched Bad Batch, and then I was like, okay, I need to go and get a shower, potentially magic my face to looking younger. I actually bought like I, you can't tell now because I'm shiny as I don't know we we swear on this oh it's fine yeah, absolutely I'm like, do I'm I can't remember it's my it's it's our show 
but it was one of the things we discussed about not with being more free. Yeah, I, I'm yes. swatty fucker at the moment. So, Terrible. so the way the way that I think of it this way is like whenever we were doing the old Nova Squadron radio, we were on terrestrial radio, and then we moved over to Sirius, and now we can take the <laughs> damn handcuffs off and swear <laughs> our asses off if we want to. Well, that was that was kind of one of the things of doing this, wasn't it? That we would be able to yeah because we. we, would be we we did because we did family friendly. We did. Yeah. With, with yeah. Nova, we wanted it family friendly. It, well, yeah. And that was kind of the structure that I was going for at the time whenever we built the podcast from where it was. Like we were trying to go for trying to hit that large target audience and keeping in mind we're a niche within a niche within a niche. We're nerds who also play games, who also play X-Wing. I was trying to put a large blanket over that as much as I could. This this is a very, very different show. Uh, we give very l less fucks we give about what we're saying <laughs> on the air. So the, the fuck bucket's almost empty about the amount of that we actually care as far as that that is concerned. I mean, I'll be honest. When I get to do a YouTube videos, I've got to like click all the boxes. It's like, we never swear in the first 30 seconds of the show. Or Correct. And that, is, yeah, and that is the okay. YouTube algorithm is... As long as you're not within the first 30 okay. seconds. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I mean, it's not just gratuitous, but yeah. Anyway, so I, I'm really sweaty, but I've been like, I bought like real soaps and stuff. I'm trying to be like, like I'm going to be on camera all the time. I should probably wash more and like have a routine. And so I was like, Jill laughs at me now because I, I take longer to get ready than she does. So like, that's happened over the last month. I've evolved into like a teenager again who about their appearance Ooh. rather than a mid is man who's married and doesn't have to doesn't give a shit <laughs> yeah like please don't leave me i don't want to have to try anymore <laughs> i like not trying please don't do that yeah um, it's funny well my like i told you my, my life's gone in that complete opposite direction i hit i hit my 43rd birthday back in may and i was like i can't keep doing what i'm doing uh, we had this discussion in the last episode but that's why i'm in the gym i had leg day today oh boy was leg day fun let me tell you how much i love leg day and squats and lunges and weighted <laughs> lunges i'd almost i'd almost rather do chest and abs than i would leg day yeah block. Well, i like it because i get to be youngest it's awesome i've it's lost half inches around my my midsection though i haven't lost a ton of weight but I have lost four, like I'm physically beginning to see differences in the last six weeks since I started getting back into yeah. the gym at five days a week. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, I did all of that stuff. Um, my mum's been here, so I've been ch cleaning up after two children. <laughs> right. There's a chance she's watching. She was the last time I was joking about her, but um, yeah. Hi, mum. Hi, mum. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So that's been entertaining. And then I've done some painting. I've done a bunch of painting. Uh, so I, I, I brought the Instagram up, didn't I? So I could do this specifically. You should. Yeah. So we did. Let's do it. There we go. So. Gotta go to your page right now. Hey, so we may have seen that model. I was going to say, we may have seen some of these models painted on stream. Yeah, so I, I did a live stream painting this guy, and there's a YouTube video, the tutorial, on how I did the object source lighting, like fast and dirty. And I finished these today. That was what I finally got done, which was some night haunt models, which are like the spooky ghosts with like the really ethereal-looking cloaks and robes. So obviously I decided model. to do them from a black undercoat, because why wouldn't you? So um, the one thing entertaining. I the one thing I will take note of, I was genuinely expecting to see like the um, 
undercoat black and then doing the overcast of white to kind of get like the no no it's an, oh no no cheating just flat, no black che- undercoat no cheating all right I, I give you credit because that's oh. I, I, honestly when I turned in, tuned into the first one, that's sort of what I was expecting. And that was my Father's Day. They went out for Father's Day. Yay. Am, I, am I gray on that one? Oh, no. See, I just don't have gray hair anymore. I'm young. I'm yeah, no, it just doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Scroll down. Am I, am I gray on this one? Oh, that guy looks gray. What a loser. Yeah. Well, that was clearly taken two years in the future. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I did some painting on. Uh, we're streaming it on Twitch. It's been really good fun. Um, a lot of you people, you people, you have people. been watching there as well. What do I mean by you people? The people who are watching there and are watching here. So Sam, Jordan, you know. I'm always confused when I look at your Instagram because I get hungry and all of a sudden I want to play Warhammer. Hungry and then Warhammer. Hungry <laughs> and then Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, I've I've not done any food-based stuff for a while. I just... I, I only have so many hours in the day. I'm trying to keep Evie alive. It takes up a large portion of them. Yeah, yeah, they do. They, that does happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So we had a discussion, and I can't remember if I already spoke about having played games of X-Wing. So, so I thought we determined this pregame show, but you had talked about getting ready to play another game. So I think that you are, like, because we recorded on an actual Thursday, like we were normally yeah. supposed to. Unlike today, where we're doing it on a Friday. That's Ed's fault. Yeah. It's a so job's fault. I, I either played X-Wing since the last show or was going to and then didn't. But I ran um, the two Initiative 5 droid tri-fighters and three of the HMP gunships uh, at Initiative 1. So I've got three Initiative 1 gunships which can move sideways and do the cool side slip moves. And they've got a 180-degree fire arc out the front. So I can literally ha- cover the entire board with firing arcs, so it's impossible to arc dodge me. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then I've got two I-5s who their um, chassis ability or whatever is, if I've got a target lock on you in the system phase, I can spend it and just get your dial. <laughs> so, yeah, it seems good, man. It's good fun. Um, I think it was a really cool list. I'm going to try it a little bit more. If you, there's points in there for a little bit of, like, maybe like six points, I think, for flavor. Um, and maybe seven, seven points for flavor. I was using the like rocket boosters, which gives you slam on the tri fighters, so you can slam up the board for the first part. Of oh, it. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, like you can't shoot while you've got them, but it gives you a bunch of flexibility on how you the first engagement rounds go. And then I was using Predator, or I would have been if I remembered I had it. I paid points for Predator because apparently I didn't want the bid and then just failed to use it because I forgot Who I had it. Who needs a points bid? Yeah, um, that's been good fun. That's my the list that I was enjoying at the moment. And I got a phone call from the store on Tuesday, Tuesday saying that my Thai RB had arrived because obviously I said I bought two and then we had that big discussion about Vader wingmen. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I will run two Thai RBs and Vader. Then I couldn't find my second one because evidently I'd returned it to the store because it sold out. And I was oh, that, use it. oh, I do remember that yeah. story now. So, because I was really sad, I was excited to use it and then couldn't. So, my the one I special ordered came in. So, I now have two again. Yay. So, that list is going in the box Vader and two Thai RBs. It's going to be my pro- Imperial list. So, if Chad does decide that he wants to do um, X Wing at some point in time, I'm going to have to order that box set just so I can get Vader. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run that t- the the tie defender that comes in that box. It just doesn't doesn't feel Vader to me. Um, 
I don't think I'm going to run the red one, the Countess Dryad one. I might do the Bloodstripe one for that, though. Like the Veseran, I think I might do him mm. for, for Vader. Or just do a, a straight up, like, bear chassis. So I have plans at some point to repaint um, a Defender for Vader, and I want to paint um, Inferno Squadron TIE Fighters Ooh. in the black with the red symbol on the, on the wings. Yeah. On the, on the solar panels, not wings. Because solar panels work all the time, no matter what, even if you're not near a star. <laughs> oh, you could be near a star, but then a planet might eat its energy to shoot death lasers at other planets. You know, anything is possible. Unless it's a silicon-based life form, and then the egg gets salty. Mmm. <laughs> gonna leave it alone. Gonna leave it alone. <laughs> gonna leave it alone. I'm winning. <laughs> That's a geo joke in case anyone didn't pick up on that one. Yeah. All right. So my favorite part, I assume, unless there's anything else you want to cover? No, you get to talk about playing 40k now. I went Where, to We a got game to delay store. it for an hour, guys. I did the best I could. We did. So apologies in advance for those who are not 40k interested. I'm going to rant. No, I'm not going to go that far into it because perfectly honest with you, it's... We want it's, turn by turn, <laughs> shot by shot, I, die roll by yeah, die We roll. want a Nova Squadron. Um, we, I will... I will um, I won't name names. We want a Nova Squadron battle report special. Not, there yeah, were, there were a few of them. There were a few of them. <laughs> there were a few that went that way. I'm not going to go that far. If you do want to hop over to Discord, I did post a couple of photos from the first game that Chad and I played. But basically, I got to physically go to a game store and roll dice with purpose for the first time in like 16 months. So I was super excited. I could care less if I won or lost the game. It didn't matter to me. It was the fact that I showed up to the game store with a fully painted 1,000 point Necron army and played Chad in a game. We made a bunch of mistakes in the first couple of the, the first game. I think we made a bunch of second mistakes in our second game that we played. But it's just awesome to be able to get back to the game store, see some old faces that I have not seen in a really long time, to be able to get models on a board and to roll dice. Like, legitimately, the... There's no real story to tell about the, the two games that we played. Chad and I played two games. I think I won both of those games. Does it matter to me whether I won or lost those games? No, it doesn't. It genuinely doesn't because we're still learning the games. Like it's legitimately, I've read more of the rules. So I, and I've studied a little bit more in 40k as in I've watched more gameplay videos. I've watched, there's a lot of battle reports that I've watched online. So I've got a little bit more idea of some of the mechanics and how things work. And there's just a lot of stuff that like caught Chad by surprise because he didn't know the rules work that way. Or he's so used to the way that things worked in 5th and 6th edition, and then they don't work that way in the current edition. And the other sides of that, of course, is there, I don't know his codex at, at all. So he didn't read his codex, he didn't read his rule books, and he just showed up and he just put models on the table and we played. And we had a, a, an acceptable outcome as far as I'm concerned with that. And then he started reading the rules going, hey, I didn't know they did this. I'm like, I didn't know they did that either. And so as we're getting further and further down the line, Chad's going to start reading the rule book. He's going to read his codex a little bit better. I think as we're getting more and more refined, I think the more losses Chad's racking up, the angrier he's getting and wants he wants blood for the blood gods. So he wants to be able to come into a game and know what he's doing and not get caught by surprise. So I did post a couple of pictures in Discord if you want to be interested and in see what my models look like on the table. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it was just nice for me to get back to the game. And not only that, 
and we were talking about this in the pregame show uh, as well. Um, so I show up one week. I told everyone I was coming up to the game store and everyone's like, oh, hey, when I get there, there's, you know, there's a game of Kill Team going on over there. There's some card flipping going on over there. And I think there may have been a D&D game going on over there. I come back the second night, the second night, uh, a week later, and the 40K population doubles, j- j- just showing up. Just, just showing up and setting up a table and playing on a board. Now I've got a game going on over here and there's a game going on over here. And then there's our game. And this past, this this Tuesday, um, my son decided to come with me because he wanted to, you know, hasn't seen some of his friends up there for a while. Chad's son, uh, Logan, came up. The two of them want to start dusting off their models and start playing. So in two weeks, I'm going on vacation this upcoming week. And then the following week, we go back up. The two of them want to get a game going on. So just oddly enough, if you show up to a game store and start playing games, all of a sudden people who play games start coming out of the woodwork going, ooh, I want to play games. So that above everything else is really what I'm looking forward to is just getting a few more games in. I think what I need to do now is I need to play someone who knows the rules. It's okay for me and Chad to sit down and play and we're kind of like, we're like we're fumbling through the rule books and flipping stuff up and trying to look stuff up. But I'm sure that there are things that I'm doing wrong in the game. I'm sure there's things that he's doing wrong in the game. I ask questions to the people there. So I think that's like after I get Chad and I'm, we get acclimated back, we're, I, I want to start playing some other folks too so that I can start getting like the, the full experience of what it's like to play the game. I think Chad wants to bump up to 1,500 points. So I've now been posed to the challenge of, okay, so I had 1,000 points painted, fully painted showing up to that game. Now I got to paint another 500 points and be prepared for two weeks. So all of my stuff, Sean, is back here in different stages of, primed and started to be painting i'm legitimately i'm we're going to ohio for a vacation i'm going to be there for five days i'm legitimately taking models with me so after the kids go to sleep at like nine o'clock from being tuckered out at the beach and all that fun stuff i'm legitimately going to stay up and try to get these painted because i've only got two weeks and i need another two weeks to get my army painted so i have 1500 points fully painted so i didn't take that long there's no little blow by blow there's no real need for it yet but I might get to that level if we want to go that far at some point, but I don't think it's ready. We'll yet. save it for when we don't have a topic. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But it was nice. It was really nice to just put models on a board, plastic spacemen on a board, roll some dice, shoot the shit, have some laughs. That was, I, I can't tell you how much I got out of that. The fact that a game was happening is almost inconsequential. Yeah. So I don't know if it was disappointing. Uh, what else did I do? I painted models and I got to play. And oh, we played D and D on Monday night too. True, we did. We played D and D on Monday night. Yeah, oh, yeah it was a nice uh, laid back session. Actually, enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was it. Was pretty cool. That was a every campaign. Little, little different, but very nice. You know, very yeah. Mellow. Every every campaign session has one of those. All right, we have some maintenance we need to do. We need to take care of this and take care of this, which is what what that one turned out to be, which was fine. That's fine. Yeah. So, right, live, so live update just before I uh, we move on. So sure. my painting a model a day. I am oh, currently yeah. forty two models behind for a year, which makes me feel a little bit bad until I look at the number of models I've painted this year. Because I've painted forty one models this year, not including the twenty one models I have on my does not count list. Because we decided that if it isn't a um, if it's not on a base, it doesn't count. So my Rohiran houses. My Rahiran fort, my chickens, my traps, trapdoors, objectives. So I eight objectives don't count. Oh, so what about a tank? What if you paint well, a tank? You know, it's like it's not... in ter- scenery and like stuff that isn't a game piece. I don't know. 
All right, so I highly, highly disagree with those rules. Game. All right, so one of the things you'll take note of, again, I'm, I keep plugging the Discord. If you go into the Discord, one of the things I'm not fond of is the fact that the terrain there is not, not all the terrain is painted. So for me, if this were being played on my table at home, all of my terrain's painted. Yeah. And there, there is a certain thing to be said for immersion into a game. And when you can sit down and get down to eye level and you're trying to figure out whether your models can shoot through a window... It's just the aesthetic, like that's part of part of the game is is having that. I personally consider terrain a model and they're bigger. So they take more time normally to paint. So I absolutely would. Here's what you do. You take your you take your model, your your terrain, and then you put them on a base there. They're on a base. They count. Yeah, if you want. If you want. I don't, so the other thing I tried to argue was that. Um, my armada fighters. So I've painted 17 bases of fighters, which is actually yeah. 51 ships. So yeah. I, paint, I painted them all individually, but apparently it only counts as 17 stands, so it's only 17 models. Oh, that's, that's kind of rules lawyery to me. I don't know how I feel about that. So if you count the terrain and all the fighters, I'd be ahead, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. I'll play by the rules that I arbitrarily made up before I started, and I've just got to get 42 models done. <sighs> So I'm trying to apply that to a 40k thought, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, so I have a model, uh, almost every army has a quote-unquote swarm-based model, where you have four little models that make up one, so Tyranids have things like Ripper Swarms, Necrons have things like Scarab Swarms, do I count the four little Scarabs on a base as one model or four, and I count it as one? So mm-hmm. as much as I hate to, like, so that one I have to kind of agree with, yeah. sorry. Oh, it's good. I'm I'm happy. It's fine. I'll get caught up. Um, All right. So. so shifting this back to X-Wing a little bit, the Space Squid's out. Yeah. They've it, been seen in the wild. They're I've real. Got a bunch in the set, like a worryingly large number. Uh, if, I, if I'd have been responsible for ordering them, I would have felt bad with the number of Space Squids we have. So, you know, if you're looking for a Space Squid, just email orders at Sentrybox. They'll sort you out. It, it's... Uh, it's a nice looking model, if I'm being honest, and all the tentacles come off, so I think it wouldn't be that hard to reposition. Because I, I want to, if I get one, I'm going to get a Rebel Transport, <laughs> and it's going to be devouring the Rebel Transport. <laughs> I'm going to do like, I, the cracking in space. Yeah, I, you, yeah. I, I couldn't not, I, and I'll still have it fit on the base somehow. I'll remount it. But and no one's is... ever going to run that GR-75 anyway, so... <laughs> they always uh, kills me that that was the ship that they chose to start Epic with, was the GR-75 that has no gun. It is a support ship fine. only. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's fine. the, hey, cool, I saw that in in um, Empire Strikes Back. It, it like, was a roll of the dice on... Uh, if it had tanked i imagine they would have cancelled the cr90 and not done it at all my sneaking suspicion is they probably had both those in production at the same time because they got my, they started my sneaking by suspicion them. when i was a player tester oh yeah <laughs> okay maybe maybe <laughs> maybe maybe but again now anyway i, I don't want to go i, I don't want to go back i don't want to breach my nda screw you <laughs> an nda with a company that doesn't have the game anymore oh it's fine it's fine besides fine, after yeah. after first of all your name is on the box so, like, legitimately, after something's published, you're allowed to talk about it. I think there's some things internally you're not allowed to talk about, if I recall the rules correctly, but... Mm. 
anyway so yeah if you're interested go out and get yourself a space squid i i have a tendency like i'm all of these are bound for chris the only thing that i intend to keep are the epic ships and it's an epic ship which means i've got to buy it yeah like i would just i would be awfully tempted to just get rid of everything that doesn't have like current black packaging and i'm like just you can cash in on those gunboats so much i think like we're going for like 100 bucks each at some points in time. What? Everyone likes an assault gunboat. I have four. Al- Sorry, everybody likes an Alpha Class Star Wing assault gunboat. I have four of them. 400 bucks, man. They're- not if you send them to me, it's not, obviously. No, they're... All right, we're going to live price check here. L- live price check here. That is... That can't be. Alpha Wing, Alpha Class Assault Wing. Yeah. Holy crap. How much? The first one that I see, well, obviously it's the first one that advertises $180 in the box. Yeah. Like, oh. hang on, I've got to, you've got to be kidding me. If you go to a sold listings. Yeah, like, that's, that's if you, probably. If you listed a gunboat at like $60, it wouldn't take 10 minutes to sell. I'm pretty confident. Let's go ahead and show sold. Why, where, 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 where. I know this is great live. <laughs> coverage accepted offers no that's not what i want to see i want to see closed all listings that's ludicrous yeah completed items there we go what <laughs> out of the box a hundred dollars someone paid for in the box 202 in the box 147 in the box 86 dollars. out of the box 80 dollars. in the box 98 yeah, that is if you listed it for three times what you paid open that is insane someone sold two of them out of the box 269 us dollars for two x-wing ships it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad between waves two and three when legitimately way back in the way in the before times in first edition when the only thing that you could buy were starter sets like the starter sets the millennium falcon and slave one I'm sorry, the starter set, the Millennium Falcon, and Boba's ship. Don't, don't be a moron. Don't make me come in there. What, what's the uh, the Aether Sprite that Anakin flies called when you look up the Lego set? Oh, Is it called know. Anakin Starfighter? It's called Anakin Starfighter, I'm yes. just checking. It just... I'm is just, that because the word Aether Sprite's offensive? Or no. is it because it's easy for children? And it's Lego. Get a grip, internet. Get a fucking grip. It's even worse that so I was so fucking triggered today. You've got me going that so I've had I've had that, which is just completely ridiculous on my feed. I thought you'd then I'm it. in a Necromunda group and the they did a box of so the Games Workshop, because they are, in my opinion, a relatively cool company, you know, Dame of the Kids, all of that. Um, they made a Yotam Servitor um, um, Ogryn pack, and um, it was two Ogryns, because that's how many each gang can field. But then the sculpts were that cool. When they were making the House of Chains book, they decided to just write a Slave Ogryn gang, so you could just buy it. And then they did a splash release of a Slave Ogryn gang box, which is six of them. So two, um, three, spru- three of the same sprue. And it was effectively, um, you paid for two and got the third sprue three. Three. Yeah, it makes sense. But it was a splash release. 
And then you have the Jotun Ogrim box, because that's what it's called in the book if you take it for like a support, like a hired gun kind of thing. So I saw today that someone said they cancelled the Slave Ogrim box and renamed it because people were offended. I was like, you absolute cretin. <laughs> like, just... It was a limited... Oh God, just, it's a limited release. Like, I would love to know what your source was, because did your source just wear a I am a 4chan troll hat when they like, <laughs> You mother... I, I typed... I was typing, I was, and I was like, you know what? All caps, too. All Definitely all caps. <laughs> oof, oof. So anyway... To get back on topic for a moment, it wasn't that hard in second and first edition when the only things you can get were Slave One, Millennium Falcon, and the and the the starter set. So, for example, I ended up paying thirty dollars, which was double MSRP at the time, thirty US dollars for the Tie Fighter box because I needed Howling, and she only came in the expansion blister. You had to get it from there, just like you only got Wedge. And Tilly's from the booster from the the blister pack from the X-wing, but like I remember thinking at the time, oh man, I'm paying double the MSRP, but you can't find these things anywhere. And feeling like I got a little ripped off, a hundred dollars that I'm staring at that sold two days, three days ago. Says the says the second, two hundred and two dollars for an in the box Alpha Class Starwing unopened is insane. Gonna send them to me. I'll give you a good price. You're going to give me $8 for them. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think those ones there, those might be, like, they might end up on eBay, like, tomorrow. I've got four of them sitting in a box <laughs> back there. Because I paid $15 for them when they were $15. So, I'll be honest, Ed. You should keep one of them. Because you're going to keep your X-Wing and you play Empire. I am. So you I should am. keep one of them. But even selling three is a conservative 300 bucks. Yeah. It's halfway to, it's halfway to a MSRP video card. <laughs> You know, because they're as equally as mythological creatures as, you know, albino unicorns. All right. So uh, I guess this, th- that was Ed's and uh, lack of focus's uh, market watch on what models to sell on on the open market. So Any other models that you're aware of? I... Ships, just send them to Chris at uh, Attention Chris, the Sentry Box, Calgary. They'll be cool. I'm, sort you out. I'm building a PDF for you so i can send you pictures of everything i'm going to send so i can get it because my wife's like you're going to send all their stuff and not know what you're getting for them like maybe you should have chris give you a quote before you spend i don't know 50 dollars to mail them to him i'm like all right well maybe that sounds like a good idea yeah so like the thing is i'll be completely upfront when the i so i do the x-wing stuff for the store when the store then sells it we don't sell it at market rate we sell it at what the like a fair price for a used ship would be so like yeah like phantoms and stuff ipers and stuff are a little bit more expensive but like we're not gonna like we might charge like 30 canadian for a um a gunboat if we had them which is like 20 like that's retail yeah pretty much yeah i don't i I don't get it It, because it's supposed to be a service for a community it's the reason why yeah, we do use X Wing. It's so that the people who didn't play X Wing in first edition can have cool ships. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, and it's literally, legitimately, it's just stuff sitting here collecting dust, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, and it's going towards a good cause for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I've been reliably informed that your stuff should be assembled by this weekend. So 
Maybe. All right, now I've got no choice. Once it's together and it starts... When I'm sitting there in my living room watching you paint them on stream, I'm going to have no choice. But it's either that or I'm sending you cash. One of the other... One of those two things has to happen. Not wrong. Were you able to get in the uh, the Morganville? Um, uh, so I can get the box of three. I can't get the character yet because it's out of stock everywhere. All right. I might have to eBay one to you then. Well, there's no point. You might as well wait until I can get one. It's like, okay. they will come back. Yeah, well, I'll... Games Workshop's been finicky. You're going to lose me. Uh, my internet's crapping out. So I'm going to okay. bail and see if I can fix this. If not, okay. just... Have a good rest of the show. Oh, yeah. Bye, Sean. Yep. See you, Sean. Okay, I need to resize Ed's picture. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What, what, how's this box? Oh, that's the image box. Oh, no. Doing it live. That's me. See, now you can see both cameras. Oh, no. Behind the curtain. So we get rid of that one. Then I can resize Ed so you can still see his handsome, handsome face. And we're, we're good. We can run with that. That'll work. Easy. Seamless. So my internet just hiccup too. Maybe we've got a nationwide thing going on. Yeah, well, thunderstorms are still going okay, so I'm fine. I, I, that's really bizarre. Sean says, I'm having internet issues, and then boom, mine decides to say, hey, <laughs> we're going to take a crap too already. Wait, someone said internet issues? Let's go down. Yeah. Okay, so shall we move on to the main topic then? Is that where we're at? That's where we're at, as far as the notes that we loosely threw together right before we decided to do a live show. That would be the one. Okay, so I suppose I can move these down, and you can see them on the screen now. So I just did all of the faction-specific upgrade cards. So, what, do you want to pick a faction, and we'll start there, and we can oh, have do you a want to go? With, do you want to go with the premise first? Is it what we're really going over? So, one of the things that we're, I was thinking about... It kind of comes into the hyperspace feel, and I've had that conversation in the past about what um, what the idea of hyperspace is and why it exists. Hyperspace uh, is, is X-Wing. <laughs> um, I, I've given up. <laughs> I've given up. No, it's extended now. It's Everyone extended. plays extended instead. Yep. Um, but given up. Doing, I wanted to basically go over... Uh, the faction-specific cards, because obviously when it launched, we had Selfless for Rebels, Ruthless was Imperial only, and Fearless was uh, Scum only. And they kind of gave you a, a little bit of a, a feel of what the faction was about. So like, Selfless is uh, absorbing damage for your friends. Ruthless is you do damage to your friends to make your uh, hits on your enemies hit harder. And Fearless was just... <laughs> it was the Mandalorian card... Just yep. make put it on a fang fighter, sit at range one in arc of someone and say, Well, let's go, you know. Yep. And that's that's pretty much scum. Yeah. But then they broke out into these other factions. It's one like, of the major wins for second edition, I might add. Yeah, seven factions is good. Seven factions is really good. Yeah. Then, I still don't think I still don't think that they're all on the same level. I still think that some of the level some of the oh, factions um, are it's a joke, quite frankly. This yeah. hyperspace rotation is an absolute joke. If you, I mean, this was going to be the topic I picked for tonight. <laughs> but then I was like, it's talking about competitive X-Wing when you've just been on a 40k bender. So you're going to have no idea what's going on. And it'll just but be I, like, but I could be educated too. Yeah. So, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do it and we can touch but, on it now. Yeah, let's touch so on it. We've got, right, consider first order, right? There's ex so, exhibit one, exhibit so A. Let, let's consider first order in extended and compare them 
to first order, uh, compare them to rebels in hyperspace. So taking into account what hyperspace is, it's a restricted format which reduces your number of ships. Let me get, I've got this written. It's not just ships, too. It res- while he's looking that up, it's not re- just ships. It restricts pilots. It restricts upgrades. So hyperspace is, does, it, in my opinion, and I, I got, here we go again. In my opinion, hyperspace should be what X-Wing is. Hyperspace should be, this ship's too powerful. If you want to play, it, it should go, and I always draw this comparison. I'll draw it again. If you want to draw the Magic the Gathering comparison, hyperspace should be standard. That is what we everybody plays at. But they also have a special event called Modern where you get to play with all of your toys. And there are different categories, but standard is the standard. Standard is what is what is the in stuff, the new stuff that comes in, the new releases, all of it falls into standard, all of those updates. But then if something is too powerful for that standard environment, you ban it, you yeah. remove it. So that it doesn't skew tournament results. Okay. Like so, I recognize, I've got the numbers, Ed. So I'm just going to jump. Okay. In. So I, I've I filled yeah. enough time. That's what yeah, you're trying to you, tell me. You've, <laughs> done well. you've done well. That's why I keep you around. Woo! <laughs> For your show. <laughs> Ours. I've never, never have I ever used the words "my show" ever. I know. In I eight, know. nine years of podcasting with you guys, never have I used that phrase. So first order in extended has a maximum number of pilots. That is 33 there's 33 options you can take right how many ships so it was in well it was in that's p- number of pilots number of pilots including generic so obviously you could take multiples sure. of generics but yeah. so rebels in hyperspace have 36 so that's- after you've curated the rebels down into hyperspace format they have 36 options in extended uncurated fo only have 33 they fo lost 11 options went in this current extended format so they went yeah. down to 22 options of which half of them are just dog shit yeah right you could re at the moment you could rename first order Kylo, and then whatever else i think isn't going to throw the game hard enough because kyle is the only good ship in yeah. first oh, order. bravo to whoever you play that played the f- traditional flat fat kylo thank you <laughs> yeah the first so, release one that was a bigger ship, and then they went, the, the oh, wow, that ship's not... <laughs> That's the one I have. I don't know who you were playing, but I applaud that that person. Uh, that absolutely... was Will. That was Will. Will, yeah. congratulations. That's the one you should fly. Because it's so came... big. Let me... I can look this up, I remember, because I have the power. He played in the event from Gold Squadron at the weekend and was the second best FO player. Good. He missed out on... Uh... On, I think it was 100 MOV to be first. Um, um, what was his overall record? Just, I'm just curious. I'm just looking it up now because we had it in the chat. So I'm just want to make sure I don't lie to you. Um, so he was second overall in faction. He had 100 MOV less than the guy who came first um, with the same win-loss ratio. He got his in- invite to older on, so he's not too fussed now. Um, he finished, I want to say, eight, uh, 20th overall. Out of 160, flying triple silences. He was four and two, I think. That's respectable. That's Um, respectable. He was whining all morning, just sending me messages, uh, well, our group chat messages about how bad his dice were. And I was like, you know, you're flying three ships and you shouldn't be rolling dice. You you Mm. win by one point and then just fuck off. In those competitive environments, that is how it goes. Yeah, well, this is the thing we sw- we spoke about when you were trying to fly Kylo. Like, mm-hmm. 
you don't win 200 to zero. You um, get Sean's back, maybe. So I need to move you back down. There we go. I'm on fire. I'm all over it. It's easy. Can you hear me, Chris? Yeah. I can hear you. Okay. I'm having a lot of issues. So I'm having to go with a... uh... A backup to a backup to a backup to get this stuff to work. So yeah, I don't, I've, I don't know. I've covered Sean, your face up anyway, Sean. So don't worry about your camera. Sean, I've, I don't. I don't know what you did, but you broke my internet too. Whenever yours crapped out, I'm just saying. <laughs> so we we went on a tangent as is as we are want to do, and we were talking about. How, I remember this being an in focus section. This is lack of focus. We don't have focus. Yeah, how Ethel got screwed in this hyperspace because they have 22 sh- options that you can take. As in, like, between generics and named pilots, they have 22. Rebels have got, like, 36. And you just can't build, like, a real first order. Everything's overpriced. All the, of the, like, there's no value in what you can take. It's... And the problem comes in is that there's there's not a lot more coming out in that era of Star Wars. Like legitimately, so we had the squad. I, I can't remember we spoke about this, but it was the squadron pack for First Order has been spoiled. Uh, Fury of the First Order comes with the Tie Whisper from the um, Kylo ship from um, Rise of Skywalker. Is that the last one? I don't even remember anymore. I love Star Wars. Um, Star Wars that shouldn't have been made, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Begins so the two-hour rant now. <laughs> the 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 Kylo's interceptor Ray does a somersault over. Yes, uh, it comes with one of those and two F O bombers, which would not like. I don't know where they're from or either FFG invented or so it would something else. It would not be the first time. Uh, keeping in mind that Gazanti, for example, is some or not. It wasn't the Gazanti. It, it was, was the, the Raider. Uh, it was the, the Raider. Raiders. It was the Raider that Fantasy Flight Games was given full permission from LFL to actually create, which they then canonized in um, video games later. So it would not be the first time that they were responsible for creating a ship completely out of whole cloth that got moved, that got canonized. And we are in the L- we are in the Disney area of LFL, so anything yep. that comes out video game wise is considered to be canon. So yep. I don't know where they came from, but they could still continue to go down that model. That's kind of what yeah, I'm getting. So like, we're getting two new ships for First Order, and uh, they need it. Yeah. Um, First Order and Resistance are really struggling for a lot Every, of Everything options. from the new trilogy is in dire need of help. Because whereas... Uh, they... if you, the worrying thing is, the two newer factions that didn't exist in First Edition, uh, Separatists and um, Grand Army Republic, are fine. They're, they're doing really well. It's just those, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's hard, man. It's hard. I'm assuming Ed's answering the phone. Sean's muted, so I'm just going to vamp. Yay. Yeah, watch me <laughs> no, go. So one of all right, so <laughs> nothing like live streaming on this. One of my kids left the basement door down, and my lovely Mastiff Peanut <laughs> is currently in the process of chasing her tail oh, and spinning oh, around in oh. circles. <laughs> so you get you get bits and pieces of her just swirling around in a circle. I don't know why someone left the door open, but they did. Thank you. Appreciate it. So you could take a picture of your dog and then make a cryptocurrency out of it. Call it a Dogecoin. Oh, wait, someone already did that. Yeah. And Elon Musk tweets about it. Doge, Doge, Doge. It's retweeted this morning. But it's anyway, okay. so, it's not market manipulation because it's not regulated. No, absolutely not. Oh, absolutely not. But no, I agree with you 100%. So you have these two new factions, and I'm sure I get where um, you had to capitalize on the new movies. I totally get it. 
I, I genuinely think it was a logical step to create these two individual factions as their own individual factions. Totally agree with all of those statements. But what they need to do, that you, you had a very deep pool to pull from for the Imperial side. You had a very deep pool to pull from the Rebel side. And especially Scum being what Scum is. Scum's kind of like this hodgepodge of, well, whatever the hell we want to put in there. Like, everything that isn't the two major factions in the galaxy, we can just toss in there. We can toss, you know... Bounty Hunters in there. We can toss the Quad Jumper in there. Like, we'll just toss everything else into that bucket. And then you have these two very, very small, didn't see a lot of screen time factions. Now, you had the um, Resistance cartoon that kind of takes place in that era, but that only ran for two seasons. And then you had those three movies. Oh, you, one you of got which... Von Reg's tie and Fireball from that, so it did add something to it. it and to I was going to say, it did add something. But they could go down that creative route. Like the tie, the, oh God, the intercom company that makes the tie fighter could have easily made all of the same tie fighters that you have for the Imperial side that you could make for the, 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 the first order. It's a yeah, lot. That's that... what I, so we're getting a tie, a tie SF, um, a first order bomber. First order so bomber. We're getting another interceptor. Mm-hmm. So we are getting stuff. Um, I'm excited to see what they do. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's the only way you're going to be able to keep those two factions viable. Because if they're going to keep releasing new and new stuff, like at some point in time, like you need to help those other two factions out, or else just should sit somewhere between like the Tie Bomber and the Tie Punisher, and then the new Interceptor. It's going to be weird because obviously we've already got the Silencer and then Von Reg's Tie. So I'm. In my head, I think of it as like the Inquisitor's tie, the tie exactly. advanced V one, compared to Vader's tie, which is the tie advanced X one. Yeah, so exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. If Bond Rex is a prototype, the and it follows the tradition or the the precedent that they set down with that, you have something like um, a more beefy version of an interceptor. Which whilst you've got the silencer, the silencer doesn't have the evade action. So. Give me Kylo the white evade, and I'll be okay. You know what I mean? So, I'm in. so a quick, quick point I want to throw into this, though. So, Ed, at the beginning of this, you said that the Rebels and Imperials had a deep pool of ships to pull from. From the Not E. Really? I mean, and I, go, right, so I, and I know where you're going to go. Yeah, you're right. You, they had to go. They had to go into Legends or before Legends became Legends to be able to pull the to be able to pull enough ships to make them viable. But they did that though. That's yeah. where, that's no, like no, where the hawk. The hawk's never been shown on screen. Well, wait, no, they did just show a hawk on something, didn't they? Uh, I think it was on Mandalorian. Yeah, they made. Yeah, they showed a hawk, but it was recent. It had to be yeah. recent that they had to so, do but, it. But my my point about it is though is that going forward. If they don't make anything new in the timeline that we're talking about with the Rebels from A New Hope to Mandalorian, right now Mandalorian is their only place where they can put have new ships come into, into oh, canon. Now Andor will bring out some too when, when Andor comes Ac- out. And Acolyte will bring stuff out too and... Uh, I don't what know I'm if saying is though if they don't bring new if they keep repeating the same old stuff that they keep that they had the rebels and imperials line of ships are going to run out. I just just think John that we're going to get a brand new ship for like these advanced fu- like 30 years in the future factions you know like when they did Mandalorian they just brought in Swayf 1 that new ship that no one had seen before and doesn't have two iterations already so I look forward to first yeah. order Swayf 1 that'll be awesome <laughs> well, know, so that's what we that's need more, more fire sprays well, one, that's one kinda... thing that, that 
Well, we used to talk about this years ago on Nova, or at least we did a little bit, where how much farther can this game go? So I think Armada can go as deep as they want it to go because the variance in large ships could become limitless, you know, if they really wanted. Because you could do a C class of of a B class of an A class, you know, kind of like they do in Star Trek, you know, where you have mm-hmm. A, B, C, and version. You can almost do the same thing with, I mean, you already look at it, you know, they, they have victory class, they have all the different sizes, but in this game, if if the series, at the, like Bad Batch, how much are we going to get from Bad Batch, you so, know, which is a clone era time frame. On a, so looking- a site follow on from that, Sean, I, I was saying, well, more to answer the actual question, I, yeah. I think that it doesn't need to keep growing. I, I th- So, I think now, if you just said X-Wing was done, this is it. This this is a ship pool complete that we game. have. No, it's a complete not, game. So it's not a, not, the ships are done. But what I'm going to do, yeah. I'm going to release um, a pack for yeah. Rebels, which has got the uh, the Y-Wing, but it's in a different configuration. So instead of the cannons, you've got the bombing Y-Wing. So the, the sculpt is different, and it comes with some new pilots. Well, I'd buy it. Probably, uh, yeah. And... And that's what I'm talking about. Ship-wise, I think you're kind of, unless they put out bunches of ships in these series that Disney's putting out, yeah. they'll run out of ships in this game. But like, they've you're done card packs. They've done these well, that, And that's where, that's where I thought they were going to go, is I thought they were going to do more of the card packs, because what the, what the, the true limitation is, is not necessarily the chassis, the actual physical ship itself. It's the pilots, and some of the pilot skills pilots, are not up to par competitively they're just not you can run as many as you want of a particular pilot and if it's just not good it's just not good no amount of points changing or points adjustments and i know chris has talked about this at nauseum like how how low can you take a points adjustment down until it's just ludicrous like it just like why is that ship 12 points like it's just insane to do something like that so like that's where i genuinely thought they could have gone and it's super easy to just sell a 25 dollar card pack that updates the first order that puts a whole bunch of new pilots into it that doesn't involve sculpting a new model and that's where i thought the game was going to go to be honest with you and what i am curious about this is the this is probably the 40k player in me at what point in time do we move away from card quote-unquote mechanics and just start producing books oh that so that now this is a scathing review of the x-wing community the X-Wing community doesn't actually want to play a miniatures game. They want to play a card game. They want to play right. X-Wing The Gathering. It's a min, min, min-max 100%. Yeah. Like, you, you, all you have to do to prove that statement correct is like, think about early second edition when we had generics doing well and Aces were struggling, uh, Rebel Beef was a thing. Yep. What happened? Generics got nerfed into a grind. All of the aces came. Um, uh, we we had it recently, like with Nantex. Uh, you can't. You're not allowed to win with Nantex. They can't beat aces because that's not what the community wants. Uh, you have Anakin running for 75 minutes, regening his shields, is high quality, skillful X-wing. Joisting with, uh, with generics is bad. So. The same thing. Isn't that the same thing people were bitching about with Cornhorn R2-D2? Yep. Being able to run around the table and regen yep. continuously and maybe kill a ship, maybe shoot once. Nathan yeah. got to the final table first edition now? Yeah, no, Nathan got the final table of Worlds with that exact strategy. Yeah, and it, 
it's fine. It worked. Like the the and you see it all the time. And we've had we had we did a show on this, but the whole like complaint of oh well, as soon as you get above five ships, the game takes too long. It's like motherfucker. It's not the it's not the fact that I'm taking a long time moving my six ships. It's that you're being such a wuss trying to move decide where to move your ace that's what's adding the time the fact that you don't know how to play into this number of ships yes right exactly. it's nothing to do with the number of ships i have it's your fear that i might I, heaven forbid i actually get to shoot you mm-hmm. and, and to me it just seems like it's playing back into one one anyway so i think we're that's that. enough of a tangent because we're going to have to cover these cards oh yeah yeah Sorry, no, we not you. Back it in. was like this was. Um, we started this tangent before you came back, Sean. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we okay. were already on this train before you got it. So I, what I'll like, do, well, I'll I'll bring us in to what I thought the crux of this conversation could be. Uh, so I've got all of the cards up on the screen at the moment. So I've got hopeful, hopeful and selfless, ruthless and disciplined, fearless and cutthroat. Heroic is the only one I could think of for um, resistance. So feel free to ping a message in the chat or leave a comment if there's another resistance one and I just missed. First order, get a fanatical and proud, to, proud tradition, which obviously flips over to be false tradition. Then the, um, the Republic gets dedicated and the Separatists get treacherous. So the folks I wanted to go for were um, selfless and hopeful, um, ruthless and disciplined, and fearless and cutthroat. Because to me... The only other faction that's got two is First Order. And I felt like Fanatical or Proud Tradition was like a viable choice. I look at these other ones and like Hopeful over Selfless is 100% just nailed on. Um, disciplined over Ruthless is just, like Discipline is so much better. Yeah. Um, cutthroat over Feel. Like Cutthroat, if you build a list around Cutthroat, it's just disgusting. I mean, so I believe I, I haven't actually looked this up. So this is really bad form on my part. But um, I believe the list that won the event that Will was at was a cutthroat list with Teltavira. So if I read, read cutthroat for you and remind you what Teltavira does. So Tel is the punishing one, uh, the Jumpmaster pilot, who when they die, you spend their charge and then they come back with one health. So if you read cutthroat, it reads, any time a ship, a friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed, if a ship is... Um, limited or has the cutthroat upgrade you may recover one charge so, so it's, un- it's unkillable so tell dies spends a charge and then gets to recharge a charge uh when like, another ship dies or whatever so like theoretically you can have tell come back like two or three times or whatever and yeah but now we're going back to dangar so let, let's let's Dengaroo. get Dengar and all the crap that that started with the to me what was the incorrect ruling in the game to begin with mm-hmm. Dengar because of the way that Dangar reads if you do rules as written if Dangar is killed oh no, no sorry Sean um, I made that same right I see where you're going now um, he doesn't recharge his own charge like theoretically he would somebody else does yeah so someone else dies of- which. But- yeah, so he has to, he dies. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically what I wanted to look at was the difference between hopeful and discipline and cutthroat and what they kind of do to the game. So hopeful is after a friendly ship is at range zero to three is destroyed. If it's 
limited or has hopeful, you may perform a focus or a boost uh, action. So you still have to have not done that action already this round. Um, disciplined is the same, only it's target lock or barrel roll. Cutthroat is that you can... Um, I can't read it now because I've made it too small. Full screen preview. Uh, there's a lot of words on Cutthroat. Very wordy. <laughs> you can recover one non-recurring charge on your ship or one of your equipped upgrade cards, or you can remove an orange or a red token. So um, I, it's kind of a, a built-in comeback mechanic for generics here. Because all of this revolves around other... Um, so I'm not going to focus on the abusive uses of Cutthroat <laughs> because that's a different topic. Cutthroat was a mistake, is the spoilers for that conversation. But um, I'm going to dump the image off the screen just so we can talk about it. But um, introducing that comeback mechanic so that when you get blasted off the table by like three I-5s or whatever... Uh, if you're running a trench run list with Luke, Wedge, and Thane, with torpedoes, and just you get blown up before you even get to make a shot with your TIE Fighters, now you get to target lock with your TIE Fighters. And you target lock in the engagement phase with full knowledge what you can shoot, or you can barrel roll into range one and stuff. So uh, what what are your thoughts on these types of upgrades? Is it something that's good, having this kind of comeback mechanic in there? or No. No, 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 Like, no. I don't think that, yeah, that's not even in question. Like, and the more I'm reading these, like, it, it's just unbalanced. Like, I don't, I, I don't know, like, again, I, I'm way, way out of the competitive market. I'm not going to lie, but I don't know what the point values for these are. Well, one point each. Way too low. Yeah, that's insane. But like you said, those, those are things you staple onto the cart. So what ships are you putting them on? Because remember, for them to see the table, they have to be on a ship. So uh, well, mm. I think, do so selfless. What is the cheapest ship that you can put these on in those factions? Oh, yeah, counting to 200. Good. It's our favorite segment. Mm-hmm. So we'll do, we'll start off with TIE Fighters. Uh, this will be a terrible list, so I would not advise anyone ever doing this. Um, so we've got to go up to a black squadron because uh, obsidians don't have a talent. Right, so, you cannot, so you can't get enough of them to make it worthwhile um, because it takes to 26, so you can't get eight. Yeah, because you're eight points over, so you could only have seven, which means you could upgrade to um, Hellrunner and one point over. So Hellrunner can't be disciplined. Hellrunner doesn't have to be disciplined, does she? I oh, would no. change something else before I dropped disciplined off Hellrunner. Yeah. No, no, she doesn't need to be disciplined. It's only if someone else... Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. 200 points, you get Hellrunner and six other TIE Fighters. So if they kill Hellrunner, all of your TIE Fighters get to target lock. Yeah. But is that is that better than having Aiden in there instead? Oh, God, yeah. So I think the problem, maybe fundamentally the problem that I have is maybe not necessarily the upgrades themselves, but the factions in which they're placed. They're putting them in already strong factions that don't need the help. If you'd have told me that these abilities went into First Order and Resistance, for example, and it helped bring that faction into some level of competitive viability, then okay. Like, that makes sense to me. Like... We can't add the ships because we simply don't have the ships to add to them based on the movies. The stuff has been printed. LFL is going to give us, you know, shit because we can't put everything out. Okay, fine. But if you put a card like this into one of those factions that is genuinely hurting and genuinely a clear, crystal clear 
power differential between the two the factions is so clear that those two factions are so far on the bottom in comparison to everyone else, and this helps bring them up, that's fair. That helps balance a game. That's what cards like this are supposed to do. Um, but to put them on the factions that are already in a state of power already and just push that power level and that power differential between the, the haves and the haves not so much further up, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you're breaking the game. What, what you're doing is... And again, I don't know if the X-Men community is at the point where where like some of the other communities are, but like there are people that I know specifically that played X-Men that only ever played one faction. They weren't interested in playing Rebels. They weren't interested in playing Scum. They're Imperial and Imperial-only players, and that's all I'm ever going to play. Somewhere out there, there is a there is a group within this group, a niche within this niche, that are only Resistance players. They saw the movies and go Resistance, and they're only Resistance players. And this just pushes those players out of the game. It pushes players from those factions to say either pick a different faction or don't play the game anymore because you're just never going to be able to compete in any with any stretch of the imagination. So, so the next question, well, so the next question I have to ask then is this a competitive game anymore? Uh, I don't know if we can answer that question because <laughs> we don't know why AJ's doing. We literally have no data to base that comparison on. But, but my point is though is that if you're starting to put this stuff into the game this is where we were this at early with 1.0. too this is where we were at with 1.0 where we were getting so i i think we're past that point game. now Sean i think we are fully in 1.0 list building like card game yes i yeah admit it's the game is still i'm not going to lie i'm not going to have like uh, i can't think of words um hyperbole but hyperbolic yeah i'm not gonna be hyperbolic with it in that it's still better because the fundamental core game is an improvement over first edition agreed the cap on attack dice cap on evade dice the way tractor beams work like tractor tokens work the way tokens work evade tokens are better they have the ability now to rebalance the game with points and if something is supremely oppressive they can point it out of competition. Like they, 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 they have those abilities, so, those knobs and switches to flip. Do you want my hot take, which kind of comes is the end result of my train of thought on all of this? Like AMG. Well, we, we I noticed this when we were messing around on the last show, trying to find the X-wing <laughs> rules forum, trying to find the lost X-wing yeah. rules forum. So. AMG for um, Marvel Crisis Protocol, they actually have a restricted and banned list, which works in the same way you'd expect it to. You can have a limited number of cards that are restricted in your list or in your deck or whatever. And if it's banned, you can't have any. I'm really hopeful that moving forwards, because it's an entirely new set of developers working on this game now. So the fact that FFG wouldn't do that, we've... AMG have done that for one of their games. So taking out, I just let me finish the the point. Let let me let me ask you one thing, Chris, before you go on. So, do they not have a ban list because FFG didn't want it, or do they not have a ban list because Lucas because Lucasfilm at the end of the day is the one who says yes? Oh, but Marvel is still Disney. Lucas is still Disney. It's all the same. I get that. I get that. But the licenses may be different because two separate entities within. I mean, there's that chance, Sean. But until like that's a question that none of us can answer. So. Right, like I'm just saying, rhetorical. It's I'm throwing it out there because it's interesting to see this game evolve and not being a competitive player anymore. We're in the competitive side. It just seems to me that we're going back to the the 
overall power. And you said it earlier, where when we had generics doing well, the community cried. So now you get the name pilots. Generics don't do well. Some of these things can make, if you have generics that have the ability to play them, make them better. And to make your, like your Howl Runner example, unbelievably better, that whole list becomes better because That's one a phenomenal ship dies, list. now everybody else is better. Yeah. That's a phenomenal but list. Like, so, but what I'm saying, Sean, is whereas in the current fix for this now is that you do what you did to Supernatural Reflexes. You put oh, it where it's 36 points or whatever on, on Vader, on Anakin. It, it's just like you've effectively put it on your ban list, but you can't because you don't have right. one. But, have, but why, what, why what I'm saying, let me finish the point so I can like yeah. get the train of thought done. It's like, I, I'm really hopeful that we're not locked in as a community or in, in fairness, it's more of a plea to AMG to not be locked into our mentality. Like we are the X-Wing community, but we only exist in this way because it's how we've always existed. Like before the wheel exists, you've got to use logs and just roll stuff and get the log from the back and put it up front. And that's how you've always done it. Why would you invent the wheel? But like the if AMG can think outside the box, there must be other ways of solving these problems that aren't just making something more expensive or just making something cheap. Like we can't I said to Ed, we can never have a defender, a Delta Squadron defender cost sixty six points because then you can run three of them. What about right. if you cost it at 60 points, but it's on a restricted list? Yeah. And you can only run two. Like, it solves that problem of, like, um, jump masters being, getting, or like decimators getting stupid before they get balanced. And like, if, if, a decimate, yeah. if a generic decimator was 50 points, you can't because someone could run four. Despite they probably won't because, like, people aren't running two. You know what I mean? But oh, if you made it... That. It's... So I, I just thought, and this is just top of my head, easy thinking, because I saw the, the ban restricted list when we were on the website last time. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you've got, like, I've got... A, like, this list isn't good, and it's not a good example of how to use cutthroat, but it's funny. And I spoke about this when the card was spoiled a while ago, I thought, or we, when it was released. And it was my five Z95 headhunters and non one, because I love non one. But it was cutthroat, false transponder codes, and S thread traces on two of them. So tra false transponder codes is when you lock someone or get locked, you jam them instantly. S thread traces is that when you hit with it, everyone in your list can get a lock on them. So everyone's got false transponder codes. The one tracer hits, everybody locks them, and you go, oh, can you hold these five jam tokens, please? <laughs> Allow me to shovel these jam tokens <laughs> over there yeah. to you. <laughs> and then you you get cutthroat when someone dies, and you get all of those false transponder codes back and rinse repeat. Rinse so repeat. I, I say, it's funny. It's not good. But, like, make cutthroat restricted and, like, oh, well, do I want to take that or do I want like maybe non ones on restricted list because it's so cheap? Like, it doesn't. It's not saying that you can't run this. It's not bandwidth worthy, but you're taking something from that S tier, so you've got to take so like you can only only have so much S tier in your list, and you get to that like you can point it appropriately and use these other tools because like we talk we spoke in the past. I think one of the things that 
um, I think I'm going to say it was me because I've got a giant ego and I need to pad it and inflate it a little bit. Um, like I said I, I wish they'd have done the dotted, uh, limited dots on some of the cards. So, like, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Jump Masters, you just put up the contracted scout. It's a generic, but it's still limited to two. And it's a, it's a mechanic that they exercised yeah. later. Oh, like they did it with Separatists. Separatist. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but re- you can't apply it retroactively because you don't want to rattle the cards. Because oh, the FFG had the thing of we're only going to issue erratas for like fundamentally broken things where the rules aren't clear. Mm-hmm. Again, AMG issued an errata to Hera when oh, what well, like the errata goes against the clear wording of the rule, but yep. they've changed it, and it's like well, it's fine, cool. So I'm gonna set my soapbox up here real quick. This is if we go back, I don't know. Episode one, episode two, when we were talking about when they first decided discussed what OP was going to be for second edition uh, way back when, and they announced hyperspace versus um, extended. This is what I wanted hyperspace to be. This is exactly what I wanted hyperspace to be in that if a card or several cards in this instance were to have become oppressive to have a banned and restricted list. So that you had the ability to say, ooh, that's a little rough. Well, if you guys want to play that over an extended, that's great. That's fine. That's a no-holds-barred, everything-goes, games-are-over-by-turn-three kind of environment. You know going into it that that's the game that you're playing. But standard or hyperspace, we're trying to keep the power level on a fairly even keel. Ooh, man, this card's really oppressive. Well... And I'm even going to throw in Sean's scenario that maybe LFL says, well, you can't, you know, we can't change the card. We can't errata the card. We can't dot the card that hasn't been dotted in print because they've got to go and go through the reapproval process to have a card printed again. Banned and restricted list. That's what they're there for. That's why other, that's why other companies, I mean, if we're going to go down the route that this is X-Wing the Gathering and it isn't, it is an organized card game with chips on the board, then treat it that way. Treat it with that way to say, this card's oppressive, that card's oppressive, and no matter which way we point it, it doesn't change the fact that that card is overpowered. Remove it from the game. Yeah. I'm just saying so, I called it two, I called it three years ago. Do, do you want, want to hear the dirty little but secret? Don't put it in the game at all. Well, yeah. All right. So there's that argument, too. There's that argument there that a card like that should never have made it through R&D. A card like that should have never made it through through the um, out the beta testers should never have gone through that that whole process. The whole so in right. and I think well, we've so talked about we, this in the then we get to the thing with the beta defender though, don't we? The conversation we had there. It's like right, as would, much as I, I love that support, card, I'm still amazed I, that they printed that. I would support Vader in a Defender if it was epic only. Yeah. And we and we had this conversation we yeah. we had this exact argument. The only reason I wanted to is because of fluffing because I played the game X Wing, which is Tide Fighter. He was in. If you follow the storyline, he flew in. He flew in a Tide Defender. It's the only yeah, reason why I wanted to see it. We get to the point where even we, in our current form, where we're not really competitive focused, we lose track of the fact that there's a whole there's a bunch more people who just want to throw cool stuff down on the table, and they like they still play supernatural reflexes at whatever it was cost at, and don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't now because, or maybe they printed the first PDF site and have never printed them out since. There'll be people who play and they might have never even touched supernatural reflexes 
because they just don't care. You know, maybe they're not trying to win. They're just playing and having fun. Well, and we've talked about that too. We've talked about as far as the the, the so, community as a whole for any type of game that gets competitive. The so number I, of play. So go on. I, I was just I, I had a thought. I'll I'll hold on to it. I'll remember the number of players in your community that treat the game seriously at a competitive level are so small in comparison to the whole. And while I agree, from a marketing perspective, from a finance perspective. You absolutely need to cater to that small percentage because those are the ones that are going to be on stream. Those are the ones that are going to have podcasts. Those are the ones that are going to have YouTube channels to talk about it, which help promote your game. Absolutely. Do you need to cater them because they help sell your game? There's a 90% of the rest of us that don't do that, that have to go to the game store. And then someone puts something like this down and goes, this is, this is a no fun experience. This is the, I, this, I, it's interesting because I just got done reading this article. Um, it obviously, it was based 40K, but I think this is, applies to any any type of game. I, I don't care if it's, you know, Marvels. I don't care if it's Monopoly. I don't care whatever type of game it is. Where someone comes to the table with something going, well, I don't want to play against that. That's no fun. Like, I'm not going to have any fun. And there is that social contract between two people playing a game that both of us are here to put our models down, get our dice, and we're both there to have a good, enjoyable game. And so, this breaks that social contract. And you correct me if I'm wrong. You're trying to see the thought I had. It's mm-hmm. like I feel like you're talking about there's there's cards that are like the back of a book cards we used to joke about. Yeah, and then the, there's, yeah. there's cards that are just ridiculous, like um, supernatural reflexes. So there are your first edition Palpatines and three POs, and then there are your first edition um, blaster turrets. Yeah, but like what I mean is like. Whilst there's a, I think there's a fine line between that back of a book card and oh. that that uh, it's fun. So uh, there's a bunch of crew. If you go through the crew cards that exist in the game, uh, there's so much which is just garbage, but it's fun. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So so here here's my thoughts. Okay, so you're hitting you're hitting it pretty well there, Chris. So if you're designing a game. Are you designing this game for the 3% or the 97? Because with cards like this, it tells me you're designing the game for the 3% and not the 97. Yep. That's what this tells me, is that so, your focus isn't on the casual player, the casual coffee table, which is what X-Wing was originally designed for by everybody that designed it, and they all admitted it. It was a coffee table game based upon Wings of War. That was the original <laughs> side of this game. But when I see cards like this, it tells me that we're not designing or our testers are mostly testing for the 3% and not for the 97 yeah. Well, I think that's evident with the way that some of the stuff ends up coming out. Well, um, and I think but, that that's but, kind of a double-edged sword too, because like the ones who so, are going to be more keen to play test are also the ones that are going to be playing it more often. Kind what of what I wanted to say, Ed, is that, and you have seen this from 40K, it's a relatively common quote that goes around and does the rounds, is that like, if you build a game for a casual community, you don't have a competitive community. If you build a solid competitive rule set, casual people can still enjoy that. And there's a nugget of truth to it. I think it's a more nuanced take than that because I think, and that's why sometimes garbage is fun. And that's what draws. And, the- and I, so I agree with that statement in principle. 
Um, again, not that I think that Wizards of the Coast does everything right. I think that they make a lot of flaws, make a lot of mistakes, and print a lot of shit that should never, ever touch cardboard. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I I think I'm probably going on a tangent, but that's fine. I'll let you finish. But what I will say is they have other formats that they cater to for those casual players. They have Popper, for example, which one of my favorite um, formats of Magic to play, and those of them who play Magic, but I think everyone's kind of got an idea. You have common cards, you have uncommon cards, rare as a mythics. And 99% of the power of the game resides in those rares and mythics. So they create two formats, one Popper, one Artisan, where it says, okay, Popper says you can only use common cards. And the power level drops significantly to where I don't get to use all the power gaming cards. And I have way more fun trying to make a deck out of what we would consider back of the back of the book cards when I have to use those cards to build a list, to build a, build a deck and play with those. Way more fun that goes into those. Artisan so, gets a little bit crazy because there are some uncommons that are a little bit overpowered. But your statement there, I think X-Wing could do that. I agree. Where That's kind of what I'm build, leaning into. Where you could build tiers, ships and tiers, and you have tournaments by tier. Tier listing of ships. And that's what I was trying to get onto with my like, dirty little secret thing, is that we factually know that the squad build is designed to be able to do that. Because yes. I'm looking at custom game mode right now. Yep. So... The squad builder has the functionality to make a ban list, to make a restricted list. You can yes, do it that. It's it's right in front of me. Hundred percent. So, so there's a catch. There's always a caveat to that, though. So like I've played in events in X Wing that restricted things before. Like the local community wasn't a big fan of Whisper. So part of the rules for that Saturday store event that they're giving away a couple of alternate art cards is. No whisper, no Han. Well, then when you take those two ships out of the when you take those two ships out of the equation, then oh, the the whole meta opens up because the meta has been warped by those two particular ships. And I'm talking way for oh yeah, uh, and like there was and it's interesting. Um, I've I can't remember the exact list, so this is just going to be off the top of my head. But there was a league that was run, obviously an online league. Uh, it was I saw it on some of the Facebook groups, and they had a community generated ban list, and like they could add every, after every round, they could add more cards to it. So you'd play, and then obviously you'd take a new list the next week because some of your stuff might have been banned out. But it was like Zam Crew, Zam Fire Spray, Django Fire Spray. So they were literally just taking oh this one an event let's ban it all, and it's very inelegant because you're not getting to a crux of why something's good. But that's kind of by the by. Um, but like it, it's interesting, and you're kind of walking that that same path of hyperspace and what we want it to be, and those restrictions and how it all works. So yeah, I don't know. I yeah. think there's scope for it. But... I mean, just just think how many times, and I know I myself am personally guilty of this. How many times when we were really into the competitive side of X-Wing did you buy a ship that you had no intention of flying because it had one upgrade card well, in it that you look, needed? All of those for... people who played Suntia and needed to buy an A-Wing. Yep, it's a great example because Push the Limit was not in the uh It was Imperial was... Aces was the pack that introduced it to, which was like deep into first edition. Yeah, way deep. Uh, yeah. like, 
So I suppose we've been going for like two hours now, so I kind of want to get to around wrapping it up a little bit because it's getting late for you guys and that book. I'm on vacation time. Yeah. (laughs) But looking at those upgrade cards again, and as we've discussed, it's obviously adding strength to specific types of ships. And I, I worry that it's following that same kind of path that we did with first edition where we had the the squadron packs came out so we got charred and refit to make a wings good mm-hmm. but one, like once that card's there you're done like it exists now so everything right. beyond that so i just really hope that amg take this time because uh, there's not been a lot from them. I'm not. I mean, I'm not complaining about that. We've been in the height of COVID. It was an unexpected changeover. They, you know what I mean. There's many, many mitigating circumstances to this. But I really hope that they're taking the time to actually look at the game and fresh eyes on on the problems, and maybe they'll see something. And it's like, well, why don't you just do this? And I'm. I just hope that that happens. Because my fear would be that if we can, if we get right, an update in November, whenever the next points thing would normally be due, if it was still FFG, and then we get another one in January, and its normal service is resumed, if you try and change it this time next year after doing a year of what FFG did, I think whatever community you have will be it. Be yourself. I think this is a unique opportunity and a unique time for AMG to look at anything like that. I'm not saying they should use my ideas. I don't think I'm some kind of X-Wing messiah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not here to save the game X-Wing everyone. Jesus! <laughs> but there's definitely that feel that the community is on a knife edge and you can take it whichever way you want to at the moment and you'll lose some people whatever happens. Like We're going to lose people because it's inevitable. Well, the, the attrition oh. factor is always there, no matter what. COVID's going to make the people that were marginal, you know, either not come back or want to play more. It's one or the other. Yeah, It's always you know, getting... And you're, you're correct. Game, though. It's always getting those new players. And in order to get those new players, you want to be able to give a balanced game. Like, no one's going to want to go into a game and say, this is the only faction you want to play. Three quarters of those cards you're going to buy, just throw them away because you're never going to put them on because those cards suck. This is so- what you want to I was chatting, so I was actually, I'm going to obviously credit and thank him. I was chatting with Chris Allen about um, Hyperspace, and he was the guy who gave me the numbers um, for me for for those, like, First Order compared to Rebels and stuff. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine being the First Order player, the person who plays First Order in this current Hyperspace? Like, yeah. right, I'm just going to look at it now, just because I, I want to just depress myself a little bit hyperspace so, so well, i can't so while, while you're I, looking that up i may be one of those unique players like i i've got four 40k armies i'm about to have a fifth army and what ends up happening is when my armies get unplayable like they're that bad competitively they get boxed up on a shelf and they get set away and then five years later all oh, the army's good again then they get pulled out that's what, what i mean I, if a, i were like, the first order player that's what i'd be doing i'd be but what about it, but if you're excited like, if you watched resist uh um, the resistance and why like, i want to play first order that seems cool ignoring what type of person you'd want to be <laughs> um but like oh I, i'm gonna make a tie fo swarm they seem good oh, i can't it's all just the named ones okay so what's the next ship on the list um the ba interceptor okay so i can't take generics of those but that's fine i get my a so i get my initiative six power but like sfs oh i can only take the generics and they're terrible 
like they're massively overcosted. Cool. Um, silencer can't take generics without. Like they just got to a point where the generic silencers were good, so we best take those at hyperspace. We don't want people to use them. Um, and then there's the iQuest shuttle. Right? Just can't take the generic. And then even if you could take the generic, even if you could, 38 points for a first order courier. Let's compare that to um, where have you gone, the Lambda? How many points is the generic Lambda show? I can I mean, Oh, it's because I'm in hyperspace. That's why I can't find it. Yeah, because it's not in hyperspace. Yeah. Space cow. Chad would know. Whoa! Lambda show. So the Omicron, so it, it's, it's what, five points less. 30, yeah, 38 to 40... Uh, 43, but you get front and rear arc, which is 3 out of front, 2 out of back, 1 agility, 6 hull and 4 shields for a lambda, compared to um, 2 attacks out of front, no rear arc, <laughs> 2 agility, 5 hull, 2 shields, and your coordinates red instead of white. It's just a... <laughs> All I right. want out of all I want out of all of this are the buys to go back up to two hundred. <laughs> At the end of the day, I think you're. I, I I am hoping you are correct, Chris, in that AMG looks at this and says, "How can we be better? How can we do this?" But it's not that I'm knocking the designers at Fantasy Flight and what they did because they seem to have they seem to have a pattern that they followed and they followed it for both first and second. Yep, where they tried to fix it in second. But then it just spiraled again, and you're basically creating the same game in a different way with more facts. And creating back-of-the-book ships and not back-of-the-book cards. Back-of-the-book faction. Yeah. Like, whole factions of the game that are like, yep, they're unplayable. Yeah, and but, it's just know, a shame. Think- like, I don't know. I don't want to focus on it too long, because I don't, I don't want it to be a negative thing. I want, it, I want to focus on the potential. I've always believed if you're going to point out a problem, always present a solution. And I think that we've genuinely done that. I think it, unless something in their contract with LFL for their license prevents them from doing so, I think they genuinely need to take a hard, good, hard look. If it were me, and I, I, I'm now CEO of a or development or whatever the hell lead, the lead designer, yeah. I would do again. I've been preaching this. Yeah, but the list is. I think it's a solid idea, but restricted ban list and and hyperspace is standard. Extended events can happen. We'll do things with extended, but that is what our tournaments. That's what our official well, I, events I are. I just think that this version of hyperspace is a mistake. So I I've been preaching that for two years. Having well, no, it's in this physical iteration of hyperspace. So I've had no issues with what hyperspace has previously been, where it was cutting off chassis this allows almost all of the ship types but just says you can either take uniques or generics for that type yeah so there's no there is no ship that you can take anything you want from it and i just think it's like it's a cool premise the execution is flawed i just right i've never understood the hate it's it's a it's a starting point that was poorly yeah like you guys I think know it started me. Started out I, okay. I think the the original idea. Uh, so, uh, okay. No, I think you're missing the the track. So the current hyperspace rotation um, isn't what you would expect it to be. Where in the past it has been first order, you might be able to take tire foes, SFs, the upsilon, 
so you don't get silencers and interceptors. Currently, it's you can take any ship you want, but you can't take a pilot. They've restricted the pilots by... Yeah, no, either, I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting um, down. But um, this is the first time... And you guys know about my binder where I have like at least seven... I do at least one list for each faction. Generally, when I... And I know, because I've like got all the printer... Well, I don't I've probably thrown away, but I've got a bunch of them still. And it was always... Like the ratio was generally at least six hyperspace lists. Maybe one extended list in case someone wanted the game. But like oh, the vast majority of the ratio was always highly in hyperspace's favor. I think this time around, I think I made one hyperspace list. Yep. And like it just wasn't fun because I it got to a point where I can make a good list, which is the same as everybody else's, or I can make or I can use these options, but they're not like giving someone a choice between I, I, you can either drink the cyanide or not. It's not really an option, is it? You know what nope. I mean? Like, I don't know. Like I said, I feel, I feel like I've, I've been on, I've been on my same, I've been on the same stance in the beginning of second edition, as far as the, the differentiations between these two formats. Um, personally myself, whenever I firmly accepted the fact that extended was X-Wing, I don't see the purpose for hyperspace anymore. Yeah, it's I, I genuinely it's supposed don't. to be an interesting puzzle to use the X-wing player to that nobody cares about. Nobody but like, cares about it. this was the first time where I didn't feel like I could defend hyperspace because yeah. the it was a puzzle that's almost instantly solved, and then there's just no variation. Like there's no and it's very harsh because we've been stuck in this for a while because of COVID and all of that stuff. Like we've been stuck with this for a lot a long time. But yeah, there it is. I don't know. Anyone else got anything they want to add? I don't know. I feel like we're just going round the houses on it now. So Yep, no, I've uh, I've repeated myself three times. I'm good. <laughs> yep. So um I don't I didn't have any like backup topics or anything other than the other tangent we've already gone on. Oh, I think that's sufficient for our first live show on Twitch. So yeah. that is around the time that I will kick the ball over to Chris to say all of his after show stuff and all of his thank yous and subscribes and all the other tchotchkes he's got to go on there. Yeah. So I would first of all, obviously like to thank all of the patrons. You guys make this um, not cost me as much money. Just want to be blunt. It, it It's not quite prohibitively expensive, but it's a lot easier to manage because of you guys. Uh, I definitely want to make sure I had a message from somebody today um, earlier on this week, uh, basically saying that we need to cancel and uh, we had a bit of a chat and stuff. I just want to make sure, obviously, that you guys know that please don't feel a need to support us on Patreon. We we try and stress, obviously, the most popular thing I ask people to do is... like chuck a dollar a show kind of thing or go over to the dice hate patreon and then you can just do a dollar a month but it should be something that you won't miss if it's good has any impact on your life please don't you know what i mean like we'll still be, if everyone cancels their patreon tomorrow we'll still be here we're not gonna go anywhere i don't do this show to make money like you guys all know that generally i end up sending out more than that we bring in anyway with postage and stuff but i get i use credit and things for the prizes where i can and well, that's going deeper than i need to but you know what i mean um, so if the patron is impacting you please don't but if you can swear it it's it does matter it does make a difference so i really appreciate that 
Um, you can find us on YouTube if you're watching the VOD. Apparently, you can now find us on Twitch over at Dice Hate Chris on Twitch. Um, yeah, I really need to build up my Twitch page and have all of the links on there, but um, it's there. You can find us on Facebook and shoot us messages and ask us questions there. At Lack of Focus Podcast. You can email us at Lack of Focus Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram as I've shown off. And um, yeah, are you still making your Inquisitor Mata videos that are you behind on the editing still i'm so far behind like i need to get back on it i've gone on this weird hiatus on like i have a whole bunch of videos in the can i just haven't gotten around to putting them up so i will get back to this one of my one of my mid-year resolutions is i need to get back to editing it so, back to recording don't bother going on to old guy gaming because ed's a loser and hasn't done anything then just no. go there. Just go ahead and take a look. No, still no. all... Everyone should cancel our subs until he like, drop his numbers down until he puts content back out again. I'm not, far... into it. I'm not as far behind on my Inquisitor Martyr stuff as uh, we are on our D&D stuff. How's that? Dig, I just realized that uh, uh, NVIDIA dig. Voice NVIDIA Voice cancels out me shushing, so um, <laughs> yeah, that didn't quite come off, did it? It's a big sad. Well oh, done, man. NVIDIA. Well played. Check and mate sir thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you're not wrong um so yeah make sure you uh check those out email us any questions um if you are interested in the live format obviously it's semi-regular theoretically we record on thursdays so it would be like 9 30 p.m thursday evenings every other week fortnightly bi-monthly no it's not bi-weekly because to me, that's twice a week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and leave us some feedback on that one. I'm actually really kind of curious. This is, I mean, we we did four and a half years of Nova. We've done this for a significant amount of time. 80 episodes. 80 episodes. This is the first time that we've ever done one. Or, I think they, we tried they, to do they, some live on Facebook and the sound wasn't working properly from memory. Yeah, and it hopefully the sound. Were, I, hopefully, all the people chatting with us would have taken the time to say, "Oh, we can't hear you." So theoretically, this actually worked. I mean, should have been. Did take us well, three attempts to actually go live because apparently Can my computer it? was just being a douche. My point being, though, I'd love to see the video because it was actually kind of nice that we actually like we weren't expecting any audience at all. So the fact that we had any audience interaction at all is a huge plus to the show. Um, but we'd love to continue to encourage that. Um, maybe we give out a little bit more notice than if you, uh, like 20 minutes before we're doing it. To so we had this discussion off, uh, you opened the door to have it on, uh, I did. I am not willing to commit to us uh, doing a every two week show unless we can do an every two week show. We have and so. it, nine, nine times out of 10, it's usually edge jobs fault. Yeah. Uh, where something happens like yesterday was hey we and you're getting ready to go on vacation we need this thing done now before you leave because if you don't it's going to be late and we can't do that so that's what i ended up doing today and then oh by the way i get in this morning and my sql server uh cluster hits the dirt almost two hours trying to get that fixed so today was fun to say yeah. the least no it's fine but you know what i'm saying i don't want to the last thing i want to do is put it on the schedule and then just not do it so i know i know i, mean, I, know. I could if I can figure out a way to do a just chatting stream every Thursday, maybe, then I could put it on. And even if you guys can't make it, I could just do something else. But mm -hmm. I kind of feel like 
it's very hard work to do a podcast on my own. Yeah, I would so, agree. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I think I got everything. Yeah, Facebook, YouTube, email us, follow me on Instagram, go to our YouTube, then comment on these no new videos. Yeah, all good. Shame me. Shame me into it. Shame. 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 All right. So on that note, Chris. Oh, no, always... the Discord. Join the Discord. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. that, too. Always we do a lot a of conversations there. All yeah. kinds of stuff going on there. Chris, always good talking to you, my friend. Always good to be here. Sean, a pleasure as always. Good to be here. It was a good night. Weird night, but a good night. <laughs> Aren't they all? Aren't oh, they man. all? You know what we should have done? If I'd have mm. been thinking, we could have set up to have a music play now. We could all rock out. Ooh. Yeah, get the, I, I still have the audio for that if you want the original I've audio. I've got text. it, but that's what, I, that's what ends the show. It, we don't I've use never... the Alex Davey and Frank Brooks one intro, uh... but we have the same intro and the same outro as Nova. Oh, Only so with, your over, with your voiceover is now um, brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. Because you, so you gave me a nice a nice read. I was so, so proud of getting those ones, and I <laughs> love doing them. Anyway, so that's going to do it for this one. Do hope you enjoyed this, and until next time, guys, as always, fly casual. Bye! Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.